And we would like to start today with a dramatic reading of a text message that Elena Okay, wait, I'd also actually, Zoe. I'd like to preface this with oh. something else. Oh. We have, we, the, today we will be discussing the middle third of Last of Us 2. There are going to be humongous spoilers coming up very quickly, probably coming out of my mouth. So if you have not played <laughs> the middle portion of Last of Us 2, yeah. or you don't want spoilers for any reason, you should stop listening right now. I'm yeah. not fucking around. I'm yeah. about to read a text from Zoe. Also, it's you... hilarious, but it's going to spoil a bunch of shit. And then I'm going to immediately start talking about the end of this section. So if you're not ready for that, <laughs> hang up. Yeah, hang up. Or like, <laughs> don't call back. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I would just say like, it is, yeah. Yeah, I think generally people probably know, but it's true. It's true. Uh, those things could happen. But also just like, I think if you want like an official stance that I'm willing to go out on a limb and take, if you're worried about spoilers, I would say play the whole game and then listen to the podcast. That's the safest way. Yeah, Kian. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the easiest, safest, um, cleanest, carefree way. Um, because don't, don't, don't be like, oh God, I was doing so great. And then these motherfuckers ruined it with a text message. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. Man. I just feel like they've been forewarned now. Okay. They've been forewarned okay <clears throat> i didn't get consent to read this text so can i read your text message on of the course. air just yes. say no thank god <laughs> okay that was it was a dark thursday night <laughs> it was it was Went beautiful <laughs> and mccoy and i and james were all recording a very relaxed very lovely wind down wednesday mm -hmm. where we were playing ori together and mm -hmm. like listening to beautiful music and drinking tea mm -hmm. and then in the middle i start giggling because zoe sends me a text message just saying to be honest owen does seem like a raw doggy style kind of guy <laughs> and i just <laughs> lost my shit in the middle of a wind down wednesday what's so funny to that about, about to me about that is it like sort of hints at this idea of like this categorization of men based on like the sex they're into which is so obvious, but holy shit, has it not occurred to me? Like, for instance, I don't know what my friends are into, but like, even from a joke perspective, I do. like, really? <laughs> do you guys just have this like categorization? It's like, it's like a just sixth out? sense. You're like, that guy's into <laughs> fucking XYZ. Yeah. Oh my God. We got to talk about this. What, like, <laughs> what I'm really impressed with is that you are able to glean enough of Owen's personality to even make a guess at this because. For me, he had the personality of a tub of Play-Doh, man. <laughs> it's like, I can't even start imagining what he had for breakfast, much less mm -hmm. that. I think breakfast like, is of... like a pretty nice bland, sort of like an oatmeal style thing. Yeah, he, he had like an English muffin. Yeah, yeah, English yeah. muffin is good. I guess so. <laughs> I really is it the hair? But Abby, I think, I'm pretty sure Abby has like a protein bar every morning. Yeah, maybe perhaps he's very dense, and that's actually something that Abby likes to sink her hands into, being so strong. She needs something a little Dude, firmer. Abby is you know so ripped, you guys. Oh my god! Even in this section, which I, it's like, it's not like they like. It's not like she got more ripped, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's she's, just like she's, she, yeah. Dude, when she's paddling the fucking boat, you know what I'm saying? Out from mm -hmm. Haven, that's on fire. It's like Spoilers. the same. It's the same. Um, it's the same like image, right? You've seen her in the tank top before, but you're just like I at least am still taking it back. I have fucking strong. Like, she's fucking yoked. Yeah, during that, during that scene, McCoy goes, "I want to look like her someday," and I was like, yeah. "Right, you gotta start yeah. lifting," because she's been at this for a long time. Yeah, I was like, I need some sort of revenge story in my life. Like, I need to be wronged in a way that really propels me. Because so far, mm -hmm. it's been like it'd be nice to look like that. I don't know what else it would really affect. I'd probably feel better. Okay. 
It's just like these aren't great yeah. cases. Yeah, you need an apocalypse. I need to be, no, that's the thing that's so sick about people that are like in, in fantastic, fantastic shape, specifically like functional fantastic shape, mm -hmm. is that they're just like, they look at the world differently. For instance, we were walking around in the middle of this uh, pandemic, as it were, and there's a fence waist size sense you know and then there's a bunch of people at the choke point of the entrance where the gates open and they're all just chilling there just hanging out and i'm like i kind of want to hop this fence <laughs> like i want to just, <laughs> just pr walk up to it and press square bro to be sick as fuck like let's go <laughs> and Elaine's looking at me like i'm wearing a dress are you a lunatic and i'm like okay, i kind of am like this would be so sick like why do we not have standard practice in our life jumping over fences is something that occurred to me in that moment because you hop over a lot of shit in this game you know? This is really just a long advertisement for CrossFit. Yes. Functional yeah. fitness. Yes. <laughs> and parkour. Yeah, definitely. Oh, God. Yeah. Parkour scares the fuck out of me, man. Yeah. Okay. Unrelated. So okay. I have a contentious way I'd like to start this podcast. Wow. All right. And pre-recording. didn't get clearance. I didn't get clearance. Okay. This is off the cuff. So, okay. Here's my sense. McCoy and I just played the end of this section this morning. And mm -hmm. I think that we should just go with, we should just start talking about the end of it because the end of it's fucking crazy. So should we at least, I, we probably did this nice space, but should we at least like line out just what is this section you're referring to? You play to? as Abby. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. I <laughs> think. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think the, the end line. of this is crazy enough that we should just dive right into it. Mm. All right. Let's do it. Mm. Okay. Because. The last little bit of this is so fucking crazy. And I was on the edge of my chair the entire time. And I was very excited. I mean, excited is kind of, but like, you know what I mean? I was, yeah. in, I was entranced mm -hmm. because they make you play Abby as Abby finds and attempts to kill Ellie. And like very much seems right? like she is going I'm to kill Ellie. I'm suing for emotional damage. Yeah. Emotional damage. I... Every time they made me press square, I'm like, you motherfucker. That yeah. moment God. where you're fully choking her yeah. out, I'm sitting there being like, are we are we going to choke her out? Yeah. And I don't it know. It was intense. So I don't think they did change the, the model for Ellie, but in comparison to Abby, she looks so yeah. thin. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, yeah. oh, fuck, she doesn't stand a chance, yeah, does she? Slight. And then you're like, but she does, though, because she's killed but 900 people, and that's kind of the Ellie point moves, of the story. Right? But... She's got some bombs, and she's got her bow. Yeah, she, she moves all really quickly. She yeah, she was really fast. frustrating to fight. I think it was like the seventh time I took a shotgun to the face, and they were like, yeah. don't run straight at Ellie. Yeah, I'm like, no, I like first that of all, tool tip. what the fuck? Yeah. Second of yeah. all, I'm trying. But I honestly, yeah. honestly think that part so far, best part of the entire game. Really? Wow. Ooh. Yeah. It was just I mean, like, it's it, very impactful. It hit sure. so hard. Because I think, too, it, there's so many things, like, converging on it, which I think is in part why I want to talk about it first, because, like, it, it'll throw everything in. But, like, you are legitimately sitting there being, like, we act, they may actually make us kill Ellie right now, which I yeah. think, like, for all of Last of Us 1, you would have never thought Ellie was going to die. And until they killed Joel, you would have been, like, she's going to be totally fine. But then here you are in this moment being, like, no, this is happening. Like, we mm -hmm. actually might kill her. So it's very nerve-wracking. They're yeah. making you be the one doing it, which sure. I think is a brilliant move because no one wants to press those buttons. But the first time that we failed at it and like we got macheted and it game overed, I was like, oh shit, it's game over if Abby dies. Like at least that's that, not a good <laughs> sign. It's game over if Abby dies in the middle of like a combat right, sequence. Which you pointed yeah. out, which was very astute, but I didn't put that together immediately. So I was like, oh fuck. 
Yeah. Oh, and the whole way through, you just don't know who's you don't know who's coming out alive. Yes. So then the question I guess I would pose on the back of that is it feels like there's an intent here to humanize Abby and her crew so much so that by this point in the game, they want this to be a really conflicting moment. Mm -hmm. And do, did that, did they get there? That's a long distance to go mm -hmm. for such a beloved character. I'm, I'm asking to everyone. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, like sure. I, so speaking of somebody who did not play this first game, this game the first time in two hours, like Claire, perhaps. <laughs> I know. Um, like, Claire, we were talking about you. Every time we stopped playing, we're like, I can't believe Claire played this in 30 hours. That's insane. Ooh, yeah. Every bad gamer stereotype, I went straight into it. It was not good. Yeah, okay, just like, to be fair. The not emotional, every bad gamer The emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of this section is pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. And like, at this point in the game, I was feeling pretty sympathetic towards Abby. However, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know how sympathetic I'd be towards her if Lev wasn't with her in the cinema. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. all I could think about in that fight was, I don't want, well, I certainly don't want to kill Ellie because Ellie's like, Ellie's my girl. Like, how dare you game? I feel awful. But then also I'm like, can Ellie maybe like slightly incapacitate Abby instead? Like, I don't know, like shoot out a kneecap or something. She did get <laughs> yeah. Abby stabbed in the leg and Abby yeah. just shook that off. Yeah, Abby's <laughs> like, a okay. beast. Yeah. That was the other thing that I noticed yeah. during this section that I, I appreciated is like they put Abby through the fucking ringer with the combat in this section. Like she does some crazy shit. Yeah, and I was wondering the order of like, because like, all the stuff that she does is like something that essentially Joel could do in terms of strength level, oh, brute yeah. level. We'll mm -hmm. talk and about there is the a Joel lot of, parallels. So there's huge parallels going. with, with her and up. we can get there. But what I mean is um, she just does ridiculously strong things all the time. And I was mm -hmm. like, did they have, and it doesn't matter the answer, but I was just curious in my head just to think like, was she always strong and they were giving her strong things to do? Or were they just like the person who fills these shoes must be strong as fuck. Like we have to like go back and make her big and who knows? It could be both. Um, but it was just funny because it was like, damn constantly just picking shit up and like just like for instance even when she rolls into the theater and she's like god that ladder's a little high and then she just she fucking grabs it just like with just, just her hands. only arms oh, no legs and you're like oh yo ellie's fucked yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i know oh my god and it's it's and, and kind of going back to that combat sequence with ellie like we, we kind of talked about the the strength differences between the two and yeah i think that was the moment it kind of hit home for me just how strong abby actually seemed and how dangerous abby mm -hmm. actually is like because yeah. you can you can mow down so many seraphites and so many uh zombies and be like yeah 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 she's strong but then just when it's with that comparison of ellie like yes she's agile yes Allie is uh, ellie is agile and you know quick but like just still seeing just a massive Abby just like hone down on Ellie and just sure. punch her face into the ground. You're like, holy yeah. shit. Oh yeah. no. Or just yeah. straight like choke her out while you watch yeah. Ellie's or eyes bug out. You're like, oh fuck. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, So definitely. Claire, how did you feel during that segment? I mean, yeah. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go into this a little bit more as we kind of go through um, this, this second section here. Um, I, am kind of on the opposite side of Zoe in which I, the emotional drivers for me in this section didn't hit home in a way that was, um, that changed my opinion. Mm -hmm. There were characters I really liked and I am on the Yara and Love squad for life. 
all day, every day type thing. As far as Abby's specific storyline and her kind of uh, Salt Lake crew, I unfortunately for me, the emotional hits didn't exactly kind of hit for me quite right for me to see from her eyes. And so with that in mind, like this other section where you're kind of forced to beat the shit out of Ellie, I, the first time I played it, I was very displeased because I mean, especially when you don't know what's going to happen. It's like the series has shown that they, they don't shy away from killing major characters. Mm-hmm. And Oh boy. At this like, point, they've killed every major character you've I, ever seen. I know. Yeah, so I mean, really. It's... Everyone's plot armor is pretty thin. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, so clearly they doubled down on this storyline because you've played as her for probably 10-ish hours by now. Yep. And there's just that little sense of like, wait, am I supposed to, like, be on her side now? Am I supposed to be rooting this on? So that was the, the way I, I saw it the first time. I was not super impressed by it. And I went in with a much more open mind the second time around, where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now that I'm not racing through this, I'm not going to be upset as playing as Abby for 10 plus hours. But I, I did find, and I was able to put it into more kind of specific words this time, which we could talk about later, um, it's still, it's, it still missed the mark for me personally. And again, it's a it's a storytelling risk that I really respect from Naughty Dog. So I do not fault them for that. But for me personally, mm-hmm. um, it didn't have the intended effect. So yeah, you were just so- like running headlong into Ellie, making Ellie kill Abby constantly, being like, end game, end, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then you just turned the PS4 off and you were just done. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that really got me was that don't rush Ellie. I'm like, like don't like head on rush her. I'm like, First of all, I'll fucking do what I want, game. If I want her to get... Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I never felt like... I didn't... So definitely in that section, I did never feel like I was rooting for Abby, but I also, like, wasn't rooting Mm -hmm. for her to die. You know what I mean? Like, I never never wanted... I I had become to be like, okay, I kind of... I'm into Abby a little bit. Like, I get it. Um, So I didn't... I was like, well, I don't really want either of them to kill each other, but definitely don't want Ellie to die. And I think... But I think they make it believable enough and i never felt like they were trying to make me be on abby's side if that makes sense like i felt like Mm -hmm. that battle in particular was like pretty clearly like hey you're on ellie's side but like you don't know what's gonna happen and we're gonna make you do it are you well that's interesting so okay yeah i mean it's interesting they i don't know like i don't know if i could say that i'm like definitively on ellie's side when i went through that but i think but what they did for abby that was nice was i mean mel said it she's like you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's like, no, that's not fair. Like, she's thinking in her head, you yeah. know, like, that's not quite fair. Like, it's not entirely inaccurate. It's certainly not entirely inaccurate. But, like, did no one tell you? But anyway, like, um, <laughs> no, but it, it's like they, they made sure to not just overpaint her positive. I think. Yeah, I thought they, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. think she's a pretty, I don't, I, we, and obviously, like, there's a lot more in this section, this end battle. So we'll talk more about this. But I, didn't hate Abby's storyline. Like, I thought they did a pretty reasonable job with developing her as a character and, like, giving her motivation mm-hmm. to do what she was doing. Like, I thought it kind of it kind of made sense. I was like, yeah, she's a broken-ass human being right now. Like, right. she is literally... By the time she gets to Ellie, everybody she knows and loves is dead. Exactly. I yeah. think something they did really well is... So, her and Ellie are kind of on these intersecting paths where her... Abby's story starts with revenge... Mm-hmm. while Ellie's story kind of ends with 
like at at this at this second stage we're at she's on the road to revenge right Mm -hmm. um and i think they did a really good job at showing the emotional and like interpersonal effects of abby's quest for vengeance so it wasn't like one of those things like you completed your quest when you killed joel it's like everything's cool from now on i think they did I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job at showing kind of the cracks in her interpersonal relationship that happened as a result of this act of violence. So I do agree that that was a, I think that was a very well thought out, um, mm-hmm. uh, well considered storyline for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and it th- comes back. Like, like she puts it away and then it comes back. That moment where she sees Tommy behind the barrel of that sniper that he's mm-hmm. been shooting at her for that whole section. Holy fuck, that section was hard on hard. But anyways, <laughs> um, she, you, there's that moment where she sees someone from her past, even though it's not that far in the past, and she just recognizes this yeah. for a second, like, oh, yeah. fuck, it's that guy? No, 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 eye on the prize. We got to go forward. And there's, there's like a moment of recognition of like, oh, like, oh, shit, he's here. Like, this is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. The second question I have, does Abby actually know Ellie's name? Cuz I don't think she'd have any reason to know who Ellie was other than she keeps popping up. It's and I don't think she her. even refers to her by name. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just more of a like so Abby is like this big figure in Ellie's life, but Ellie is not a similar figure in Abby's life, which I think is interesting. Yeah. And Although yeah. Abby like does, it's interesting because I mean, at the same time, Abby does know who she is kind of like yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Being the, the potential cure. Being the girl that, that Joel, about. like she knows that Abby yeah. is the girl that Joel saved and that's why Joel killed everybody. Yeah. She knows yeah. that part of the story, but I, I don't know if she knows her name. So I would definitely not say this would be a satisfying resolution Mm -hmm. but in my head in the moment when this was happening i was just trying to wedge my foot into the door of what if after all these experience that neither of the other person has had of the other person since there's no reason they would feel this way what if we just talked it out the The whole way like we are like well because going back a little bit in this section you've sort of you've just come up haven and as i have to admit like the part from the time when you sort of like leave haven and you're rowing across and because you've already played ellie's part you know exactly what you're rowing into Mm -hmm. that part hit for me kind of like the joel death sequence did when you realize who abby is and that she's looking for him like i like just in terms of like the heightened alert and hype factor I was into it because I was like, oh, shit, we're about, shit's about to go, like, it's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I was emotionally invested. But then as you, I completely lost my train of thought. Okay, here. I I'll got too it, I'll say a random thing. Okay. When you see Owen, right? Owen and Mel yeah. on the ground, dead, right? There's this, like, this really subtle thing where they just linger the camera on Owen. And you're like, yeah, wow, even after all this, it's yeah. still not she loves owen does she love owen yes okay well these are the subtle cues i'm not picking up how did you not pick that up (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like i is love the right word yes okay all right it's i don't know what's going on over there maybe we'll get into that but yeah um but they just like they're just extra sure to like show you that she just like looks at mel and she's like "Eh, yeah she's dead man mel got fucked over so bad (laughs) yeah Yeah. man i could talk about this at length poor fucking mel <laughs> god damn it starts catch with a break. the first thing she says is like yeah you know so i went with you on this mission but then when you actually tortured the fuck out of that guy that was kind of when i felt not good about it and you're and like she's like, like hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, so she's 
she's the surgeon, right? And like, I got the impression, and you get this impression with the second flashback with Abby and Owen, that Abby has this revenge quest in her mind, and her friends are going to support her, mm-hmm. not necessarily because they have that same thirst for revenge. So I kind of got this impression. So you have this whole Salt Lake crew that went to Jackson with Abby to exact this revenge, but all of their hearts weren't in it the same. So they talk specifically like when you wake up as Abby and you're walking with Manny to get your burrito and get your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Manny mentions that it's like, you, you really need to talk to Mel. Like, like she's pretty like fucked up about like what happened in Jackson. And you're like, damn. Yeah. It's like, she's like, they're like, she's not, she's not a grunt. Like one of us, like she doesn't do this stuff. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought that yeah. they did a good job of showing like that there was a variety of opinions within that group because yeah. it was obviously Abby who was fucked up about what she did to Joel and like the it shows that kind of as the story goes on, but there was also like I think it was Nora who said that he got what mm-hmm. he deserved. There was like yeah. there were other people yeah. who were like no like he deserved that shit like we should, that's I mean so there was kind of like a range of reactions yeah. to the Joel killing which I thought was. Uh, realistic it was a nice touch in that yeah, not yeah. everyone was like yes this is 100 percent the best thing to do or like abby you're fucking crazy yeah yeah the nuances of revenge like yeah manny spits on joel's corpse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no uh nora yeah she says like that that fucker got what he deserved and then some um and i, I kind of got the the idea with mel is like mel's kind of like the new girlfriend in the crew yeah. you know like she, she just starts dating owen and then like owen's like hey come with my buddies and i we're gonna go on a trip <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> one told me murder was involved <laughs> but wait, i just see mel as that poor like that poor yeah. like yeah. new girlfriend I, yes i think specifically her. when you're kind of looking at mel and looking at abby Abby is definitely more kind of coupled with this idea of revenge and death and kind of the ramifications of that. And everything about Mel's character is about life. She's a medic. She's pregnant. Kind of. So they're kind of diametrically opposed in that way. And unfortunately, Mel chose a piece of shit and no one, but I'll go into that later. But, <laughs> I wonder what could possibly make you think that. Okay. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm just like, girl, you picked the worst people. So you have a problem like, with people who can fix boats. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I it, thought. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a sailboat. People with sailboats. This is yeah. a certain type Seamen, of as they call them. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, I did think I want to agree that Mel got totally fucked over, and that's just a bummer. But also, yeah. like, maybe is life? I, I don't know. But um, Well, also, she was like, no, she was also doing that thing that's, like, really proud, which, like, I get it for her personality, but she's like, I'm going out there on the on the ride. And everyone, yeah, like, and, whole and everyone's like, she's oh, out there riding come on, like, man. Come on, dude. Like, yeah. this seems unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just watching her like do so many like things while pregnant. And I'm like, I'm like Ooh, I don't ow. feel good about it. She's like, watch know. me do a belly fucking flop in the pool. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. he's practically that. Yeah, there was, that, there was that one point. I think it's like when you're doing some sort of platforming sequence near a boat that's like hung up in the middle of yeah. like a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'll go first. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe just don't go at all. She's like, boost Consider me. This. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I boost you? That's crazy. Yeah. But okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was some stress involved. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely okay. And you know what else is just it's just a, a funny small point about the wolves in general that's just sort of strange. Every motherfucking wolf knows Abby. Every fucking yeah. one. She's the girl around town. She's very prominent. She's <laughs> like, like Isaac's main person. 
Yeah, she nice. yeah. She's the number one <laughs> scar killer. I know, but it's just it's just funny because it's like oh, and I also think it's funny by the way that almost everyone now I feel like or at least Zoe earlier, but I think us mm-hmm. in conversation too and. Fuck it, Claire can be lumped in this too. Calls them seraphites now, right? Doesn't call them scars. Oh yeah, I gotta use the Because I feel right like they got their character development at least a little bit. I mean, it wasn't enough character development for stop you from silently choking out like a hundred of them after. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we did that to wolves too in the end. Yeah, so yeah. everyone gets but, choked out. But like in that last section, like when you're in Haven, you'll like peek out from behind a fucking car in the middle of like fucking night, and you're like shrouded in the shadow, and they'll be like. It's Abby and a fucking scar. And you're like, how did you know, dude? <laughs> Little do we know, there's posters of Abby hung up in like the stadium gym. They're like, you want to look like her? Eat your fucking it's a, it's a picture of Isaac's face, and he looks like sort of like Uncle Sam. You know, just like want to look like her. That's amazing. If there's ever DLC, please guys, please put that in. That yeah. would, that's the DLC that I want. It's yeah. just I want like a workout video that's just in the wolf's the wolf's I, gym. I think the thing that melted my brain is when you're younger Abby and you're exploring the aquarium with Owen and she's like, Yeah, I pushed 185 pounds yesterday. I'm like, you bench pressed 185 pounds? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. a beast. I was fucked up over that. I was legitimately fucked up over that number. You're like, I'm writing a fucking letter. They <laughs> need to hear yeah. what I have to yeah. say about this. Everything else was realistic, but yeah. damn it, 185? Can you imagine that? Lift that? Can you imagine yeah, no, literally I- just saying like, listen, I think every, all the other risks, like all the things you've been saying today, you know, like the risks you take were just so, so I appreciate that you went out there and you didn't do the same thing. But listen, <laughs> I have some things that I've been thinking about that won't leave. You know what I'm saying? They will not leave. Brain. And every woman who can push 185 is like, hey, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how we get into a Twitter war. Yeah. 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 There's oh a lot God. of really strong ladies. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to fuck with that. On second thought, though, I do want Naughty Dog now to come out with like a workout video of <laughs> right? like Abby's workout routine. <laughs> 100%. We should write that in. That's a good idea. Oh, my God. Actually, wow. That's just wild. Want. Like they have to like mocap it and everything. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Where's wow. Colleen? Get yeah. Colleen Fortune. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The more you know. I did see uh some sort of like promotional material that in- involved a dog in a mocap suit. Yeah, like, I showed jumping. you that. I showed you, you that. You showed me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really excited about it. Yeah. 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 And I was like, and then I like, cause like I just apparently need to make everything this like meta conversation that lasts like nine hours. But I was like, do you think the dog knows it's acting? Yeah, well, he did. And then Elena was like, stop. We're yeah. going to bed. It's like <laughs> that, 10. I brought him essentially a cute dog video. He's like, I want to talk about the sentience of dogs. Yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let's, like... let's really hash that out because they are good boys clearly, but do they really know what I just, anyways. Because um, motherfuckers keep coming up to us and being like, yeah, this dog like doesn't know its name. And I'm like, you. Of course it doesn't, it's just, does, it, does any dog even know its name? Do they really know? And then- They just know the sounds of its name. Yeah. The, the, clearly it wants, but like, do they think it's just, hey, you. Oh God. Okay, it doesn't matter. But the point <laughs> is like, these are the questions that I want answers from. And the second we get a talking dog, I'm asking them. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, you have I'll a talking start, dog. I'll go start ahead training and... Brett now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And Appreciate if you have a talking dog, go ahead and write into us at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com. We'd <laughs> love to meet them and have them on the podcast. So let's talk about, okay. So clearly. We actually talk, though, about the dogs. Yeah. Because. <laughs> 
I don't know, Ellie kills a dog going into the aquarium. Uh And then, like, it starts off Abby's part. And it's like, here's the dog that you killed. And you can can play fetch with the dog. I weirdly didn't get that connection immediately to Alice as, like, the dog. But I did because, like, you kill a bunch of dogs, which I was upset about throughout Ellie's entire area part. Mm -hmm. I was like, is there a way we can get through this without killing any dogs? Because I want that playthrough. Maybe. Because the dog... The dog death sounds are sad. Yeah. The human yeah. death sounds are They're sad too, evil. by the way. Look. Oh my fucking God, I'm <laughs> dying. You stabbed me. Oh, fuck. And you're like, Jesus Christ. We'll dude. talk about this. This was a stealth kill. And they're just like, Shout. Yes. Right, we'll talk right. about the traumatizing violence later. But okay. the dog death sounds are really sad. And the dogs yeah. are really well animated. Yeah. Like, they just seem very nice. Yeah. And so, definitely, when you first met Alice, I didn't make the connection that it was the dog, but it, I was like, Oh. Who names a dog Alice? They knew what they were doing with that I name. Know. They're like, it's true. You're That's gonna a human name. Dog. Mm. We're gonna get you connected to this dog, and then we're gonna make you kill this dog. But, oh, yeah. just kidding! You already did it. The exactly. Is, yeah. You can't even take it back. Well, that's yeah. the whole thing with Ellie's There's sections. A... Just like from the wait, because you had to pick one first. You either had to do Abby's first or Ellie's first, and it's up to the writers and how they want to play it out. But one of the two sections is gonna be like, I already did all this, whether I like it or not. Like, mm-hmm. like ethically. <laughs> I'm confused afterwards, but also like trying to remember exactly what the scene, you know, it's like, it's, it's a weird situation where you're like, yeah, I remember killing Owen and Mel. Like, huh? Hmm, yeah. yeah. Like, I wish I could just. I mean, if Mel hadn't yet. reached for my knife. Well, that's true. Pregnant. All the motherfuckers <laughs> that you kill do that one little thing where they like kind of cross you a little bit. You know, yeah, right at the end. Yeah. So like you that, the one girl with the little, the like the I don't know if it was a PSP or what was going the on. Video there. game, oh, the video, video game. game. Mm-hmm. It was a PSP. She, she tries to take you, like take you on, you stab, and you're like, that was really stupid. I'm like, yeah, it was, but mm-hmm. Ellie probably wouldn't have let her live anyway. Right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Also, okay, wait. This is like way back, but did you guys notice the parallels? And also, I might be crazy. It probably doesn't mean anything, but the, I noticed there were a bunch of parallels between. Abby and Ellie's fight and Ellie and David's fight from yes. the first yes. Last of Us, mm-hmm. which I would have never picked up on if we hadn't just played the Last of Us There's pottery one. shards There's on the pottery ground. shards on the ground. Mm-hmm. That you can step mm-hmm. on, they make noise. Yeah. Similar mechanic. That's like a mechanic And then similar called. in that there's like three phases yeah. of the creep up and stab. And she starts moving really fast. And I, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. all stealth stuff. Yeah. You gotta like, mm-hmm. you can't just go right at her. And then I was sitting there being like, are they trying to make some kind of commentary on who's the bad guy here? Because like in one. Oh, wait, I'll just answer that for you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty certain. Yeah, because in one, like David was at that point and we talked about and I was kind of annoyed about it that they made David such an obvious bad guy. And then in this one, they were like, hmm, we made this very morally ambiguous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that was intentional for sure. Um, At least that creep mechanic style because there's a lot in the combat that they uh revolutionized from the first game mm-hmm. um but that yeah that that same kind of seg segment of creep up and stab you know phases and nothing was really truly different about that maybe aside from the fact that like i don't know i was i was a little sad that like as Ellie, I like to craft Molotov cocktails and then, you know, CPU Ellie is like tossing Molotov cocktail after Molotov cocktail at me. And I'm like, I wish I could craft those. Okay, okay, wait, wait, can we, can we get into the, I actually do think there is something to be said for the discussion of 
the mechanical changes between Abby and uh, mm-hmm. Ellie. Yeah. In the sense of yeah, when I first started playing Abby, I was sitting there, and this was my honest like hot take was like, oh, this character like is just not not as fleshed out. Like her weapons aren't as fun. Like her mm-hmm. style is not as fun. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a short section, and it wasn't. They actually built her out, and they did some cool stuff yeah. with it. Um, but I just, I think still at the end, looking back, I'm partial to like the bow and the way it drops. I'm just partial. Like Ellie just has that like Last of Us gameplay. That yeah. Because for instance, look at like, 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 dude, hunting pistol. Fuck that thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. two shot shotgun. <laughs> fuck that thing, bro. Like it's powerful, but you know, it's like Ellie has the good shit, dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. But. Abby has Joel's shit. The flamethrower, bro. I did you guys want to the, the, the whole time McCoy and I were playing, we're like, oh my god, because Abby has the shivs yeah. and the flamethrower, yeah. and is like, yeah. just has sort of like a Joel esque playstyle to her that I was Root like, strength. that's yeah. that's kind of yeah. rude. Like that's a little bit. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, but that was clearly like the way they wanted to go. Like it was like I kept. I think they almost did this in like multiple different parts of the game. They like show Joel not through i mean they definitely show up through cutscenes or whatever but they show his character in gameplay and in others through ellie in the first section because she has to be like she has to take control you know she can't be the the side like character to joel's like forward momentum when dina's like i'm just here for you so i mean if you don't want to go forward i mean i don't have to we can just turn around so then like you're seeing the parallels there but then abby like takes it to a whole another level where she like she is the same style of survivor the same style yeah. of like focus, like go, like stay alive. Like she will say shit like we have to get out of the streets, you know, she'll, mm-hmm. say, she'll say shit like mm-hmm. that. And you're like, oh, all okay. the way down to like her execute move too. she yeah. fucking curb stomps people's faces oh, in. God. And that's so reminiscent yeah. of like when yep. Joel used to do that. When yeah, he yeah. The curb execute. stomp is and, back. And yeah, no one's really happy about it. Just yeah, <laughs> no one asked for it. No, um, <laughs> I appreciated just kind of. The intentional playing differences that they that they introduced um, between Ellie and Abby. It's like when I when I played as Abby, I, I did think back to when we played as Joel in the first part. But it was kind of like I'm kind of playing a superhero a little bit. If I do get myself in a bad position, I can use punches to actually like I can get out of this yep. still. While with Ellie, I found I had to be a lot more. Like I had to read the entire situation. I had to have a game plan before I went into things. And I knew it's like, if I got into face-to-face combat with someone, my best chance was to run and get into cover and to figure something right. else yeah. out. Or like so I think that, that led to a nice kind of unique style yep. uh, gameplay experience is just having both of those two different play styles in the same game. Definitely. Totally. And I think they and make a ton of sense with their characters too. Like, I mean, it makes yeah. sense that Abby, I mean, she's really bulky and she has more like military training. So it makes sense that she fights the way that she does. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we know kind of how Abby learned, how Ellie learned how to fight and she's stealthy and crawls around, has her bow. And yeah. yeah. And not only that, I mean, if there's any, if there, the parallels do not stop with Joel, I mean, he, he is, sorry, I guess, okay, he was, but she, Abby is, also wow. taking <laughs> what? No, the, the past tense hurt my feelings, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I guess fair enough. Um, <laughs> not intentional. <laughs> Beep spoilers. Oh Jesus! I don't know. No, but like the point I'm trying to make is that um, she was in this section. Is what I was trying to refer to. Mm-hmm. Is like taking around uh, essentially an Ellie, right? Someone that she gets to have these dialogue options of like, here's what a joke mm-hmm. is. Here's yeah. what the culture is. Here's all these things. And like that person is helpful, but like they're also, by the way, like 
you know, kind of just they they feel Ellie like in kid. the way that they yeah, yeah okay, Abby gets a kid. A kid. They're, they're shooting their bow. I mean, mm-hmm. she had guns, but the the way that they just approach the fights, like they try to help from their smaller stature, um, is mm-hmm. really really reminiscent. And and not only that, there's a lot of um, like zombies and stuff you have to deal with this in the, in this section. So it really they're oh, just going Jesus. really hard for that. Um, the zombie sections in this piece of it Ooh. are brutal yeah those motherfuckers on the walls bro. i screamed <laughs> oh i was i got angry i'm like if you do this to me one more fucking time and they yeah. did and i'm like how dare you make yeah. me pee my own pee i know i <laughs> felt bad because i scared the shit out of mccoy at one point because we were yeah. we were stealthing yeah. through somewhere and i was doing i just think i just silently shake my head because i'm like uh-uh this is not good we were crawling somewhere we were it was crawling one of those, like, we were cut, crawling almost through things, it was yeah. when you were in um what do you call like it's not like the rafters it's like an in like the vents or something you yeah. know what i mean sure the air ducts or something and it's just there's all this fungus has been grown in and it's huge and i'm just like this is not good and something yeah. jumps out of you and grabs you and i screamed super loud and mccoy yeah. was super pissed well because like because the tension <laughs> the moment was building and then i was like wow okay i reacted to that fine and then elena screams and then like my reaction is to be like we're under attack from probably someone behind <laughs> us who's not going to yeah. house in real life <laughs> yes either i just freaked the fuck out but yeah the one thing i'll say about the guys on the wall is that i was actually curious and it turns out you can just shoot them straight up yeah yep yeah yep and so like when i was like i was like elena can i do this and i took my bottle silencer and i was just like i think this is the head it's kind of really tall i'm gonna try and you shoot it it just collapses dead and it gives you that headshot symbol like the red that you just killed the thing you're like oh this is awesome. And then I proceeded to continue to get surprised by this later. Um, despite yeah, yeah. clearly solving, quote unquote, it. But but those sections I, were harrowing. There, I think this, Abby's sections provided some of what I believe to be the peak survival horror yep. experience. A thousand percent like, agree. Yep. It became All, a like, real horror game for a while there exactly but but it wasn't it wasn't horror in terms of like amnesia or all of these like yeah. horror games that we play for spooky games month last year where mm-hmm. it just Rest kind of like james's soul james would not have taken i think i think at some point during this i was like man it's a good thing james isn't playing this game because he would have never made Dude, it one time he was like oh i'm really sad i'm playing mass effect because after i heard you guys were talking about last of us like i think it would have been a game i would have liked to play and i'm like ish <laughs> yeah not yeah. for the was it, it was in a mall it was a hotel you were going through is that right it, it was yeah. the hotel section is going Ugh. down through this yeah right yeah. like that that's the best because they're, they're coming out through the walls there's yeah. like you don't know just how many rooms there are so there's also that unknown that's all yeah. great um i thought it was great but i want to talk about patient zero oh, my oh, god yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, hospital yeah, yeah. yeah i had yeah. to my screen and i'm just like god 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 yeah. whoever designed this it's like they need I help know, they need therapy they need i would help. need therapy after creating that character to it was me, so scary i was just like it was just like it was just hilarious it was like this is the most video game this is like the peak of its video game like, it this was is like a straight boss fight i know we had boss fights but they're usually like puzzles almost mm-hmm. this was like right. a boss fight i was this like was motherfucker yeah 
Ooh. It yeah. was, I, I think the reveal of it was so great. Cause you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I go down there and like Nora tells you, she's like, you don't want to go down there. It's ground zero. And I go down there. I'm like, oh, there's only five clickers down here. And Abby literally yeah. says, oh, this isn't that bad. And yes, as she soon does. as she and said that, I'm like, yeah. Abby. I agree so much. That. The moment she says it, I'm like, we're fucked. I don't know what's yeah. down here, but it's yeah. not good. That, that's where I paused yeah. on my first day of playing. Because as soon as she said that, I'm like, this isn't going to go well. I'm going to bed. So that was <laughs> my main partition is I'm like, nope, not doing this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a smart luck. move because it would have been hard to sleep after that. So notably, oh like, God. emotional torture you can stomach before bed, but gameplay mm. torture, mm -hmm. you know, is, is something that, <laughs> that needs to be well rested to is, experience. Yeah. Okay, noted. I mean, it is something I've noticed in the first game as well as the second game. I 100% prefer to fight against humans. There's something mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. infected and how they're designed and how they act and how they sound. It's so well designed that it's here. I hate it. I yeah. hate every second of it. Yeah. So it's just like, it's unpredictable. It gets kind of like my, my horror senses all kind of amped up so that's exactly what they were looking for let's be let's yeah. be fair but and i yeah. damn. i feel yeah. like with this section it's such a i don't okay i don't play horror games because i'm terrified so i don't really know but i i that's think funny. that it was it just seems like it was a really well designed horror too because it was gamey enough it like oh these doors are gonna need power aren't they mm -hmm. all right there's a generator so you're like okay this is gamey and i get it and then but there's all this like little story bits right where you're like reading about how people didn't know what they were facing in the beginning of the infection yeah. mm -hmm. and then once you plug in that generator you're like okay where are they and as you start opening <laughs> doors like you start seeing how fucked up that place is and mm -hmm. how like deeply over not even overrun but like how grown in it is yeah and then at one point you walk past that like weird hole in a giant it's it's i don't know how to describe it it's bad oh in the wall yeah that's like it's like pure flesh <gasps> you know what i'm talking oh, about i tried to yes. sneak into yeah. it McCoy yeah. was like well, we have to go through that and i was like we're not fucking going through that's that that's what i thought too yeah. i'm like oh my god this isn't good and it has like limbs coming out of it but, oh yeah and it's all bloody on the inside and it's a phase boss it's a fucking phase boss yeah. where you have to shoot it and then a chunk yeah. of it falls off and you're like yeah. jesus christ yeah. Yeah. I can. it like yeah. rips itself off its giant oh. body and then starts skittering at you through the water yeah and it's oh. hilarious too because they're like they're sitting there and from their gameplay design perspective and i'm sure who knows where it came first but clearly at one point they were like okay the boss is dead but how do we point you out of here? What if the thing that you shot off this thing oh. will point you out of here? Yeah. And you're just like, brilliant. I think br I screamed during that point too, actually. Oh. I did not like that. I didn't like the big boss creature. And actually I was like, we're not going to have to fight this thing. No one can kill this. Oh. Which then we did. But that, that skittery thing, yeah. I did not enjoy that. And there's a fucking brilliant line afterwards, which is so funny because it just takes you back to like the humanity of all the where Abby's like, no one's going to fucking believe this. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna trust that i did this shit god damn it um i'm posting to mccoy on the discord but they uh they did mocap that zombie for the, so, the uh, rat king is what they're calling the, yeah that that oh, whole geez. thing is called the rat king. to the instagram so they, i will post that on the instagram but That's that is uh awesome. they did mocap and just and just bizarre oh, although i feel like i would it would be interesting to like be the actor i guess to be laura bailey who plays abby like in that because i feel like that's not scary like that's hilarious 
Yeah. <laughs> three yeah. dudes wrapped together with like bungee cords coming at you as yeah. opposed to like in the game that thing's terrifying what's more terrifying is the owen sexy <laughs> like truthfully oh. if you're laura barely <laughs> like oh dude i remember like okay, wait, wait wait before we talk about that All can right. i say one more thing about sure. boss battles as many things, yes because okay so i have this theory about horror games and dying where i think that if you die in a horror game it's not good because i think the fear that comes from horror games is like not knowing what happens when you die like the, you know what I mean? like the minute you die yeah. you're like oh well sure. i just come back to life like it takes sure. some of the fear away sure and so i think for both i was thinking about for that that terrifying horrifying giant rat king boss battle and actually for the abby ellie fight mm-hmm. i for i don't know i don't play these games either so i don't really get the joy out of combat but i always wish when we play those that they make them just hard enough that you're probably gonna get through it without dying on the first time mm-hmm. because i feel like the moment that you die and it resets although i guess for the abby ellie one when you realize that abby dying start stop you know restarts your game that's terrifying in its own right <laughs> but there's something about that where the, when you because like for the example with the rat game boss battle too they they checkpoint you so often that by the True. time we killed it i was like that was it and then i realized that we'd been fighting it for an hour and it, you know yeah and that's something right. that i think you'd be really tuned into if you were actually playing because you, yeah. you take it i have a, a a really i mean i have like essentially an exact count in my head of all my resources at all times so at any point in time if i shot him with two shotgun shells and i don't have those back it's been a checkpoint you know when i die yeah. so um, maybe it's the difference between me as an observer versus this could be also someone be a- playing it, but I, that's always my thought with horror games. I'm like, they should just try and tune it so you don't. It's just hard enough that it feels like you're going to die the whole time, but you just kind of don't. But see, it's weird because that's in total um, opposition to essentially what I demanded of the game was when I put it on hard. You know, yeah. it's like it's weird. Like they're in a. I, I know agree that's with what you, I was going to ask in a Zoe and Claire because they played it. In, I was like, I was going to ask, did it take you guys a lot of attempts to get through it, or was it like more of a one shot? I- Cannot. So I'm some. I've played Last of Us one on hard mode and shit like. I have never died so many fucking times <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like because yeah. it, it's difficult as well because it's kind of fast. And mm-hmm. yep. I like I've said multiple times before. I'm kind of like the guns blazing Kermit with the AK-47 type thing. So yeah. when part of your survival depends on you being able to scurry away, get into enough cover to create more pipe bombs. I'm fucked. I am. It's like, because I panic. I turn into dead ends. I get my face ripped off again. I am talking 20 plus tries to get past this thing. And I wasn't necessarily even like getting close to finishing it off. I'd get like three shots in and get my head ripped off. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 This isn't there. But then my other question for that is that the other thing I was thinking about as we did that boss battle is that until now, like Abby's been this beast character and Ellie is too, for that matter. Like they're both these like kind of beast women who can just take on the world. Sure. But that big boss battle is for the first time where I was like, this is sort of not realistic, but she, cause you know what I mean? It kind of, it broke it a little bit for me in terms of immersion, just being like, this is not a thing that she could have survived. Now they're going to write the story that she does survive, but it took us 20 attempts and mm-hmm. right. it would probably take Abby 20 attempts. So I think, yeah. they, I think <laughs> in a tr- way, go ahead. Oh, I was in a way there was kind of that feeling that I think they were trying to invoke, which was me just empty, emptying my entire clip yeah. of my yeah. gun. Yeah. This thing just being like, fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. All, of your clips of all of your guns. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I do think they invoked that feeling really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, I'll, I'll mention this because we, we haven't really talked about this, but I, I think one thing that this game does beautifully that they didn't do in Last of Us One is the accessibility features about in combat, yeah. uh, which mm -hmm. I actually had to turn on some of them for this just just this boss battle. Mm -hmm. um, which was every time you aim and shoot, it turns into slow-mo. Because what was huh. happening with me is like, because the Rat King was moving so quickly, the room's kind of dim and I never knew where exactly I was. I I was just dying constantly like for stupid reasons. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just being able, as you're scurrying around, to at least aim, have the game slow down enough for you to be like, okay, I know where I am now. Like, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Um, I, I have no shame in admitting that I turned on accessibility oh, features yeah. for that. That's so, super so, cool. I didn't know you could do that. So, so I like thing, that. One thing I will say is I don't know if you guys did this, but I recall very, very early on me turning up my sensitivity on my controller because I just felt like it was such a cinematic and slow approach. But this, this okay. section demands you be nimble. And I just personally yeah. prefer to be nimble yeah. anyway. So I turned it up a lot, mm -hmm. not a lot, but like a considerable amount at the beginning of the game, just noticing that being a problem. And I feel like this section must have, if you didn't mess with that setting at all, it must have really like fucking. Right, right. Because yeah. they did so add that back, what is it, back X, right? Like it turns you around, but motherfucker, yeah, I ain't using yeah. that shit. <laughs> I'm just yeah, dying. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was really impressed with it when I was checking out the accessibility features before I put my controller through my TV. Is just, and I've heard similar things from like visually impaired gamers, from hearing impaired gamers, and just the extent of these accessibility features. So people are like, this is a horrifyingly brutal game, but I found myself smiling because I'm actually able to play a fucking video game. And I think just from a general society standpoint, where we're at a point where our game developers can make it kind of the gaming community more inclusive through these accessibility features. I think that is so fucking cool because obviously the more people you can bring into a gaming world, the better. So just kind of hearing some of the anecdotal, like, oh my God, it's like I'm visually impaired, but I could play The Last of Us. You're like, I have no idea how that works, but yeah. it's fucking awesome that they need yeah. to work. Yeah, and so. I would say that's true, like, from in from that case which is very cool which is a very extreme case but all the way up until like just my personal experience where i was tuning the difficulty and doing other things like they mm -hmm. they there's mm -hmm. a tenant of game design that i think we're currently grappling with which is like basically the premise of like it's up to you to like force the gamer to play it the way that you think it should be played because if you don't they're going to play it in an unfun way um, because they think it's the easiest and then they'll like blame your game for it. And so a lot of these people are like, right. you know, forcing you to like run out of ammo and switch guns in this game. They do that, but that's a totally different, it's a survival apocalypse. It's like that mm -hmm. fits weight, but they're like, dude, we were playing fucking mass effect and you're just switch the guns all the time. And there's all sorts of games that do this. Um, but this game is a little bit more like, okay, I trust you. If you want to yeah. flip a mm -hmm. switch here, you can do that. And I hope that you in good faith, as I have given you this option, choose what works for you and what you enjoy. Yeah. And I love that. That's super cool. I, I really appreciated that because I know I play these games specifically for the narrative aspect of them. And had I been stuck on that section, 20 yeah. plus deaths, yeah. I would have been frustrated. I would have wanted to put the game down. But being able to kind of tweak it in which I can like, okay, I'm someone who doesn't really excel on the really active gameplay, at least my first time through it sure. having that option and having like kind of like the developers trust of being like hey if this is 
how you're going to enjoy the game, please do so. Yeah. I thought that was Super that was cool. nice. Yeah, because like for instance, this is a classic problem where they have a great thing going where they have a diversity of play styles that you can choose. We even have a diversity of play styles on this podcast. Like Zoe says, she's all stealth. Like like you, Claire, say your your uh, guns blazing, <laughs> and this is a situation where you. You're not stealthing. Let's put it that way. You don't get a yeah, choice. There is no stealth in this. I, I don't think there is. I'm pretty sure there isn't. I didn't achieve it. Let's put it that way. And um, like mine is stealth or run away, and neither neither of those tactics yeah. really options. Yeah, here. exactly. I, I did at one point, like during probably like my tenth attempt, like just look at the edges of the map just to see if I could run. I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, like because like the the case I always think of was this one time in Oblivion for me where I was a stealth archer i kill people from a million miles away and i curve it's the same thing actually similar archer mechanics here where like it does extra damage if it's sneaking right so if you get that first mm -hmm. shot it's beautiful but also you have to arc it like pretty high so you have to learn it there's like a skill thing to it but also the satisfaction really high if you nail it from distance and that was my entire build and then just one quest it auto saves you in a building where three guards just turn around and go you and that's like and they're like <laughs> five feet from me and i'm like what the fuck is my build supposed to do and it took me so and they lock the door behind you mm -hmm. it literally was excruciating trying to get my build through that and um <laughs> i would have appreciated some sort of lever to pull let's put it in that yeah. you know what i mean like this game has so i think yeah i think we can all say and by the way like these cases like we're talking about a particular case here where it was clearly a difficulty spike and perhaps a gameplay changing spike um but there's all sorts of parts throughout this game that you could choose to flip a, a lever here or there just for your own self and that's that's super yeah. fucking cool mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, we could have turned the brightness up in that horror section Fuck that I that. hated, I but we didn't do that. No. And that's the sad part is that like you want to keep your flashlight on and all the stealth sequences. Uh, or, sorry, all the... There's yeah, like... wait. Okay, McCoy prefers to play those sections <laughs> with his flashlight off. Yeah. Which... Yeah, I'm a silent killer. Look, the point... I think is absurd because one, they very clearly say, hey... Yeah the infected don't respond to your flashlight which is an open invitation to keep your fucking flashlight on yeah it's it's all headcanon for me like i'm like sitting there like you know i think i want to live in a world where they can see my flashlight and it has to be just fucking raw like just crazy stealth assassin <laughs> so, murderer so um but the other I'm thing sure. is that oh go ahead <laughs> No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just that's just me, and I do the same thing with the people. I don't even know if the people can see your flashlight because I don't turn it on, bro. I kill them in the night. I think um, the people but, can. But okay, but like the other thing is that it's actually like counterintuitive because when you're in, like, let's say you killed everyone, and by the way, in this game, they're sure to tell you, "God, that was the last of them," and you're like, "Really? Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank God." <laughs> you know, and they say something Except like that. There is some instances in the hotel where, like, I think Abby asks Lev, like. Is that all of them? Question mark. And I take that as like the cube being like, we're done. And then something comes out of the wall. Yeah, like, something jumps out of you. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you read the script? But yeah, like, yeah, no, it's it's just, it, what's funny though is it's like this weird counterintuitive. This drives Elena insane because I think I can, I mean, is this just fair to say I can see a little better in the dark than you can see? Yeah, I have, um, I have a hard time seeing in the dark. Yeah. I don't have good depth perception. So it's very challenging for me. Yeah. So like, so then it's one of those weird things of like, she's like wants the flashlight on all the time, but I actually think counterintuitively looting is way easier with the flashlight off because things flash like, and yeah. you can actually see them from a mile away. And so you just roll around and you're like, these are the things I need to loot. And if you turn your flashlight on, it's actually kind of hard to see what you need to loot. And so you roll around and everything sort of like, like, you know, with a, like a, one of those point You have point to stare clip. at it for two seconds being like, was that flashing? Is that a rag or yeah. is that a piece of laundry? <laughs> Dude, I fucking hate when you roll up to a piece of like a laundry and there's like one rag in there. And I'm like, there's 10 rags in here. 
<laughs> this is the fucking jackpot. You're in the bathroom and there's multiple ho- like towels hanging up and there's one rag. I'm like, I can take the fucking hand yeah. towel. Yeah. Yeah. No. I exactly. need a health kit. Yeah. No. Exactly. And boy, did I need a health kit in this last section. Last week on the podcast about thinking that there was a lot more loot available, and I'm playing this second time through on. I'm going in between medium and hard mode, depending mm. on what my opponents mm-hmm. are. And I feel like it, I get a lot of like supplies, but I have very little ammo. Mm-hmm. So me walking into a situation with six pipe bombs and a single pistol bullet yeah. is yeah. really frequent, which I'm like, yeah. okay, this is something altogether. So you get to like the boat scene as Abby, you're trying to fight your way through the boat. And I'm like, so can mm. I... Can we all convene on the deck of the boat? You guys could just group up. No, and that's exactly what I do with the fucking bricks of the bottles. I'm like, all right, gather. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And pipe bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. By the way, wait, sorry. No, no, before you transition. Yeah. Okay. Fine. The boat scene was a fucking really cool. I really liked the boat scene. I also really liked the classic Last of Us hint of the bow. But then they give Abby the crossbow. Because just yeah. like they do with yeah. Ellie, like you start to find arrows that they yeah. let you take. And you're yeah. like, oh. And I think they actually say the same line where they're just like, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit. Are they going to give Abby the bow? And then you get a crossbow. And you're like, this makes sense. Awesome. It does. Yeah. I just love the bow more. I know the crossbow is like probably better or something. But I just, the bow, man. Oh, oh, my I'm soul. Yeah. But yeah. So but, no, I liked, but I liked the setup of the cruise ship. I thought it was like a... I don't know, smart as me then, but like it, it made sense. It was kind of like I was talking. I mean, I think at one point I was like, it's like coronavirus. Like the last place you want to be is on a cruise ship. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> unless unless you're on the cruise ship before it started, in which case those people are like, yo, Stay what's on up? That I've thing. been turning. I've been doing a phone off policy, and you're like, the world's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, actually, I heard a story about someone who like was out fucking camping, and then they came back to their car, and written in the dust was just check your phone. <gasps> That's oh terrifying. Isn't that terrifying? No. If anyone ever does that to me, I think I would just die of a heart attack on the spot. Yeah, well, oh, that would be tough. Yeah, that would not be good for me. But there, there were a lot of, I think, really interesting and unique combat encounters that you could choose to, and sometimes by not my own choice, but just my pure inability to keep the stealth going past like three kills, would end up killing everybody via guns. I'd be like, okay fuck i'll play it cleaner next time my bad but then you look around and you're like dude like for instance we didn't talk about the slack section um but that uh mall with the water everywhere is that not a cool combat encounter where you can imagine your head now what did i do this elegantly probably not but can you imagine your head diving under the water stealthing behind coming up but that is so cool james bond yeah. yeah i was a big fan of that so there's a lot of places that have little bits like that. The floor that's broken with water you could swim under or like cracks in the wall. They've definitely like added a lot of stealth ability in a lot of yeah. these combat scenarios. And I just, I every time, I swear, I don't use it as well as they should. They clearly have some amazing intention. Mm-hmm. But I look at it afterwards and just go, nice. I love the mm-hmm. variety of ways that you can, uh, you can approach different situations. And I found myself, and I think I mentioned this last time, I would restart section because I'm like, oh, I can do this smoother next time. Nice. And something I think is great is people are still kind of finding new ways to do things. I think that people um, on Twitter have been kind of sharing gifts of different kind of really smooth game sections that they've done. And there's this one where you're as Ellie and she jumps off a rope onto an infected and is able to take him down that way. Mm. And one of the game developers responded to that gif and he's like 
I didn't even know you could do that. And I designed the rope animation. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's super cool. How is it? You yeah. can kind of just approach situations in different ways. And it's, a, it's a, you have that availability. There's mm -hmm. not one way to play through a section. So then, I okay, I, I have this to ask of you too, and potentially us later. But the question is, you know, okay, we play Ori in the Mind Forest, right? Mm -hmm. We play Hollow Knight. And the first thing that I have on the top of my mind is not check Twitter for the controversy afterwards, but it's actually <laughs> instead, I want to see a speed run of this. Um, I actually think this game would be an interesting and potentially beautiful speed run. I'd watch a speed run of this. I would watch a speed run of this. Um, have you guys considered that? Is that something you guys, are, it, does it even exist? Have you looked for it? Or is this something I that- I looked for it. I was no. gonna say, I haven't actually looked for it, but I'm actually really curious now to see <laughs> yeah. like the quickest ways people it, can get through it's some segments. It's funny because mm -hmm. I look at some of these really smooth like game sections and I'm just like, wow, we had a very different game. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I think of like the E3 gameplay that they yeah. released and how smooth that looked. And me in that section, I'm like belly flopping behind cars and scrambling yeah. around. Yeah. I'm like, we have very different experiences in this. And like props yeah. to you, but yeah. that that ain't me. In yeah. particular, like the I, I called it the big Berthas, but it's like the the, yes. the big terrified people with like the oh, big yes. heavy mm -hmm. yes. accent. Yes. Like I am so clunky around those guys because just be like dodge. 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 Oh, they got me that time. Dodge. Dodge. Shotgun to the face. Except that keeps trying to fight them with his bare fists. Yo, Abby and can every, do it. Believe no, in Abby. Can't. Yes, she can't watch and me every do it. time I'm just saying to be like, I don't know that you want to melee those ones. Have you considered... I don't think you can melee that one. You can. Like, you can. You just have to be flawless with your dodging. Yeah, but you aren't flawless with your yeah, dodging. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. It does give some nice, subtle hints, though, of when there's combat changes. Like, in particular... I'm thinking when you're getting out of Haven and oh, Abby loses her backpack on God. Yeah. Yep. You do have to actually fight one of those guys oh, with your bare fists. Traumatizing. Like, so that's traumatizing that for you, Elena. Horror. But all I want to say is I had prepared by fighting all those other people with my bare hands. <laughs> no, but okay, that's another part of this section, which I know last week when we were talking, we were like, yo, the violence in this game has been turned up. Oh yeah. Undeniable. The violence in Abby's section is turned up oh. in extra yeah. bump yeah i also okay so something i do want to point out okay. and so hot take incoming we're having <laughs> <laughs> we're having this moment and you're like it's, it's towards the beginning of abby's section and you're like okay we're gonna humanize abby a little bit i get it and so you get to the forward operating base you and manny are going to meet isaac and you're walking through these apartments where all of these uh um Seraphite prisoners are being held oh. in the fortress, right? Yeah. And she says, part of her dialogue is, and I quote, I oh. wouldn't mind some time with these fuckers. Yeah. Like, Geneva, we're, you're committing a war crime, Abby. Yeah, I think yeah. the Geneva yeah. Convention's been out the window for a while yeah. at this point. Your national yeah. law background right now? I'm like, wait, so I'm supposed to humanize someone who just said, I'm going to torture these motherfuckers. I'm like, Abby, yeah. we're back to square one. Yeah, no, but, but that's that. But like... they totally do kind of manage to do it, sort of. Well, yeah, depending, depending on how much you buy in. Depending but, on who you are. I, mean. but I, I think say... with Abby, like, you know she brutally beat Joel, a beloved character, to death with a golf not, club. a golf club like mm -hmm. that was not nice oh it was not <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, reasonable um 
So like you kind of know that she is going to be a different type of character. Not that Joel and Ellie haven't done some heinous shit as well, but. But, but that's this whole, listen, I know it's, it's weird for like the role reversal here, because especially as the two that have played the game, then like you go to the guys that are Mm -hmm. often like, oh, but that's the point you see because I see all the parallels. But actually I think like that's kind of the point right here in in this section of both um, the scars or the Seraphites and the wolves. Um, are basically back to square one in terms of mm-hmm. their war. Like it really is like rewind the all of the Geneva Convention and whatever yeah, else for their war. Yeah, there's some rough shit going on between and those what two. What are they fighting for at the end that, of the day, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. part that I found to be really kind of beautiful to the game in a t- twisted way mm-hmm. of when Lev and Abby are in the motorboat boating away from Haven and they turn around and you are just looking at Haven on fire, but then mm-hmm. you're just seeing you know, wolf on scar violence and scar yep. on wolf violence. Yeah. And yep. all I could think about as, you know, you're driving away is probably what they want you to think, which is just what for? This what? Is, I do have yeah. some props to Owen. The one and only piece of dialogue I think he said that had any work to me. Oh, in this <laughs> oh I think there's two, but when, okay. <laughs> all right, no, no, please. I'm curious. Sorry. Before, before the giant elephant in the room and you and Abby finds him on this sailboat and he's drunk and he's killed a WLF member yep. and he says something about it's like I'm tired of like killing other people over land I don't give a shit about I'm like yeah, yeah. you know Owen that makes a lot of fucking sense yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's just kind of like it's kind of like the worst case scenario for humanity of we're gonna find a way to fight each other regardless yeah um and so it's like yeah so what are they fighting and, and by the way there's even a lot of context i think on both sides through like uh small dialogue yeah. conversations and or like written messages from the seraphites or whatever that basically say something on the lines of like we both don't want to fight but we know some dumb motherfucker is going to start this yeah. shit mm-hmm. and it might be on our side like yeah. someone's just going to roll out there and kill someone because yeah. they're crazy and they're going to start this shit again and so we out here and you're just like damn dude that's what's really sad is they kind of both want out but they don't have faith even in their own people to like stop right. the war. So it's in yeah. deep. Um, right. Yep. Exactly. So that's the one positive thing I'm going to say about Owen. Move <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. I will say McCoy also didn't like Owen very much, especially. How could you like Owen? you're a piece of shit yeah and by the way that's my critique of mel is that she's like abby you're a piece of shit and i'm like no owen's what? a piece of shit maybe both i could get with that oh, i guess maybe. But... hot take maybe they deserve each other maybe oh, they're both pieces of shit and they have a fucked up weird oh, love thing god this I... that's kind of actually how i was kind of reading yeah it a little bit in that i yeah i i agree like i never really took a liking to owen like he he he's just there i don't know like he's, he's just, just there and, yeah. and does some you know sure he has some like nice like nice lines such as like one. i'm tired of fighting for one. less oh. plural no no plural i think one there's line. two the, the other, other nice line that he has says... okay wait i'm curious what you think okay. no no you're not gonna like mine you say oh, yours first boy. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I like liked it, but I think it was a nice line. I wish it didn't culminate in like the bang that it did. And I mean that in all senses, <laughs> but like when, when, when she's just like, I forget exactly what she says and maybe someone can, can, uh, enlighten me, but she says something along the lines of like, this is my mission. This is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to go to Santa Barbara. Like, this is my mission. This is what I have to do. And like, oh, I thought yeah. that was like a nice yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it like fine yeah and i thought yeah. it did a decent job of like i i actually thought those two characters did a reasonable job of communicating with each other <laughs> openly and honestly about their needs reasonably because they were both kind of like look 
I hear you. This is what I have to do. Like, this is yeah. my thing that I have to do. And that's what Owen was telling her, too. It's like, hey, but this is my thing that I have to do. So, so you think they were communicating really well when she, like, he's, sorry, he's pulling her hair back so that they don't kill each other. And then they just immediately start to have sex. Like, like I, I personally yeah. call but this controversial. I, I would consider that a failure in communication for you to go that far i mean that from might, like i'm gonna kill you no, to like i'm gonna ha I, that's that never happened be, in my life and it'll never happen in my life it okay? might be the height of communication no about that. no no <laughs> okay wait oh god I, so I was desperately trying to record this as oh. we were as we were playing the sex scene because mccoy was inconsolable he was so <laughs> upset and so i was sitting there like trying to get my phone pulled up and the the, the scene goes on forever oh and you're just God. i was like fuck fuck and i couldn't do it oh. so here's the funny part okay so like last week you know mccoy mccoy's talking all about like oh yeah like the scene between dina and ellie like i don't know if i like this or not mm -hmm. like it's just it's just cringe and then claire and i are just looking at each other being like oh no <laughs> <laughs> Like we were silent in that part because yeah. we're like, honey, he got a big storm coming. Storm coming, yes. That was the line that I'd heard, and that is so hilarious. Oh, so fitting too. It was one of those things where I I was watching that cutscene, I'm like, oh, it's still going. I know. Yeah. yeah. You keep thinking it's gonna cut to black and it just does not. And so this is my question for the rest of the podcast. So okay. my first the first time I played through this, I'm like what the fuck is on my screen um second yeah. time through i'm like okay in general the second playthrough i was picking up on a lot more subtlety <laughs> but yeah can you tell but, me about the subtleties of that scene no can someone tell me what that scene brought to either the plot or the yes, characterization yes i actually can I yes i actually can i'm not saying it's I good i volunteer as tribute oh, you, you can go first because you're not again you're not gonna like my answer mccoy and i disagree on this entire game okay wait okay okay hold on all right regroup okay um what i would say is that i don't particularly appreciate this as the way to resolve the tension but mm -hmm. they build the tension they build that like epic moment that's only happens in a tv show i have never said something so witty and then had sex in my entire life and i never will i never <laughs> will and if you guys had that had that experience don't i Good for you, but like I, I am not capable of making a television line before. But anyways, um, especially if it's so negative. But yeah, it's like they build up this tension, and I'm like, wow, they really hate each other. And Elena's like, they're gonna have sex. I'm like, no, they're not. What the fuck? And she's like, I have seen this in media before. It's just like, okay, okay. So what are you, what are you gonna say? Okay. I do think that this scene brings a couple of things to their characters. No, I don't know they needed to go here to get it done. I think it was pretty clear either way. But I think it brings a couple of things. One, I think it brings up that they are both shitty people. Mm. Like, that's what I took from it. So I'm glad mm. to hear that. These are mm. not, like, they're, I don't, Abby to me throughout this whole thing, I think you really see her as just being like a broken character who becomes increasingly more broken as you keep playing through this section and finally just gets like fully destroyed in a way that I don't know we've ever seen Ellie really get like Ellie post Joel is like the closest that we've seen to this but Abby is like that's a fucked up character like she's not okay um <laughs> and I think you kind of see like Owen is just like he's kind of he's like kind of a dick he's very selfish yeah 
But I also think it does bring to the relationship a little bit, and like maybe this is obvious, but like the depth of their attachment and whatever, however toxic you want to call that, or however like stupid. And like I know McCoy's staring at me right now. He's like, "Fuck romance, I hate everything." But <laughs> whoa. <laughs> That's your voice in my head. But I do think like it because, you know, throughout the flashbacks of Abby, it's pretty clear like her and Owen are in a relationship then. But, you know, it doesn't work out because he ends up being with Mel and he gets Mel pregnant and like blah, blah, blah. And there's all this like kind of star crossed like bad timing. But but I think it kind of brought at least for me, I was like, okay, so Abby, Abby's dad gets killed. She kind of loses her shit and is like pretty bent on revenge, but she can't get it. But it's clearly like pretty consuming for her. And she's just not okay. And I feel like that, and you see in another flashback, like that ruins her relationship with Owen. Like she can't continue to be in a relationship. She's like not enough of a person. She just like, she can't do it. That that was, by the way, a hilarious scene. I I, That's not hilarious, but I found it hilarious just because it's just like, when when they're like, he takes her to the fucking aquarium for the first time. mm -hmm. And then he's like, hey, so you want to like fuck or something? And she's like, Joel. (laughs) But I think like it's trying to show a little bit Ellie-esque, although Ellie has a romance during this time, so it's you can whatever. But like Ellie, like post like when after Joel gets killed, like Ellie's like, I'm fucking going. Like this was this was my he was my person. I will do anything for him. We've seen in previous games, she'll fuck people up for him and now that he's dead. And so I think Abby is like has an obvious parallel there. Mm -hmm. So I thought like, I mean, their sex scene kind of does like drive that home a little bit in terms of like these are two characters who are really really attached to each other and like abby couldn't keep that up like she couldn't make that relationship work but Mm -hmm. they are both still really into each other yeah i think i think that's what that's what i ended up taking from it as well my notes from the second playthrough is what did it add to the plot other than making me dislike Owen more. And <laughs> oh my God. having to deal with the two of them. So, yes. so it sounds yes. like we're kind of in agreement. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of, yeah. It, I, I think it just solidified the fact that like these two are horribly perfect for one another. Yeah, like, they're a pair. Bad way. Like they, they are both flawed individuals and they are yeah. both shitty individuals and therefore they are perfect yeah i think i think part of my struggle was i was under the impression that i was supposed to feel more emotionally engaged with owen as kind of the moral compass of this group that's what i thought Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i know a lot of people did see owen as kind of the, the heart of this group and feeling that so negatively personally it made me feel super disconnected from the plot just because i'm like okay if i'm supposed to see this guy as kind of like the humanity of this side and i am feeling this negative towards him clearly yeah. there's something not working yeah for yeah and that's I, interesting because i could see that thinking about like the first time you meet that group when they're out in the i don't know what do you call that the the camping house thing the really big one okay. it seems like yeah it kind of like you kind of get the read that like owen is like maybe sort of the leader of that group like he seems kind of in charge ish um and I agree, like, I, I never got the sense that he was, like, morally any yeah. more clear or any more on the straight yeah. and narrow than yeah. Abby was. Because so he also seems deeply damaged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. But it's interesting to think, like, that they're a perfect pair for each other because, I you know, maybe it was just the way that Abby landed for me. But I I I think... If I was her friend, I would be disappointed. Hundred percent. I thought Owen like, was I terrible for her. Owen, Even in I those think. flashback scenes, I was like, he kind of seems like he's pressuring you, and he like kind of seems like he's a little bit of a dick. 
Yeah. But I don't think it has to be a good relationship for it to be A, realistic, and B, like, what it is. You know what I mean? Like, just because they're super attached to each other and clearly very important to each other doesn't mean it's like a flowers and wonderful relationship we should all aspire to be but like when do you remember when like again like i want to go back to this when mel is like you know you're a piece of shit it's like yes but she is so much more redeemable than this motherfucker is so like that's i don't know but it's like we also she she did want to fuck up those prisoners (laughs) like i think they're both well, but that, by the way, I would say is almost standard across the all of the WLF at that point in time. No, like, for sure. Yeah, it's a for little sure. bit of the... That's like I the baseline. That's like what you for get me, when you it went to show that Abby's brutality went further than just this one moment with Joel. So mm-hmm. clearly, I don't know if this was the case before she got this revenge or it's an, it's an after product of this kind of death of the soul type thing. But... That was something it, it said as such a throwaway of the I, I would like some time with these fuckers like to that really like kind of we joke about the Geneva Convention, but I'm like, whoa, that really does impact my perception of your character because it makes me feel like the 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 brutality of Joel's demise was not an isolated incident. It it it. Yeah, I it the second time through when I I noticed her say that I'm like, whoa! I yeah. and I, I actually think there there's there's a more controversial moment I'd say in the game that happens, um, that kind of showcases Abby's brutality, um, as kind of a hiccup in her character arc, mm-hmm. in which she has Dina at knife point, Ooh. the knife to her neck, yeah. mm-hmm. and Ellie says, yeah. "Don't, yeah, please don't." He's pregnant. Yeah. And what does Abby say? Abby just looks at her and says, good. Good. Yeah. Whoa. Well, yeah. yeah. Except, but, but if you think about that, like, it's like, it's too anime if she says, yeah, but Mel was. Because you just like, you can't think that quickly yeah. in the middle of a firefight. But that's what she's thinking. He's yeah. like, oh, like so- you care now, motherfucker? Like, you just killed these motherfuckers? Yeah, it like, was. Right it was well, and it was like, you can kind of see it in Ellie, even I think the way she says it. Like, it's so hypocritical for Ellie to say it and to expect that to make a difference. Because Ellie literally just killed... Um, I'm gonna Mel without knowing a little bit because so there's the very clear parallel between Ellie killing Mel and Abby threatening to kill Dina. So my my problem is if we're trying to draw a parallel between these two events, you have Ellie who doesn't know Mel is pregnant when she mm-hmm. kills her, finds out she's pregnant and is immediately sick by it, compared to Abby finding out Dina's pregnant and saying good. Sure. So to me, those are not two equivalent moments for me yeah i I don't Um, i don't think they're equivalent but i'm trying to see it from abby's point of view right abby stumbles across mel's dead body and owen's dead body and i think i i think it's a it's a nice message in terms of showing the jump to conclusions people make when they are so uh, hell-bent on revenge so abby sees mel's dead body and she immediately thinks oh my god like ellie saw her pregnant and everything Mm -hmm, and just killed her and so then abby is put in that position and she's like okay good because you did the same to me but then you think about it and you're like no no that's not how it went down like Mm -hmm. ellie had no idea that mel was pregnant like you don't you don't get to play god now in this situation we talk about how lev was the mvp in that fucking situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) i am watching this this cut scene you just beat the shit out of ellie busted her arm her face is bashed in and now like dina's about to die i'm like 
wow, this has gotten real really fast. And then Lev comes out, the only person with that some goddamn sense in this group. Yeah. I'm thank you, Lev, for being our light in the darkness so, because Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lev, right. But also let's clarify that like, you know, just two minutes earlier you decided to run away like a fucking straight Ellie move from Last of Us One and kill everyone <laughs> that you care about in the process oh, of trying to yeah. save you. Just to clarify like because remember when there's always when, some troubled teen who stupidly runs away in these games. No, so like, I mean, I, to be fair, he was going after his mom, so it wasn't it yeah. wasn't yeah. full Ellie I'm running right. into a nearby neighborhood to read a fucking diary. No, but I, I think he yeah. I, I just remember literally like there's a line where where they're like, yo, like I I this is all my fault. And Abby's like, you know, this isn't your fault. And I'm like, let's just clarify that lightly. Don't run away again. That was your fault. <laughs> what happened afterwards, especially where there was a tussle and things went bad, yeah. not your fault. That's the reality of running <laughs> away. Stop. <laughs> what the fuck? But I okay, so wait, but to go back to that good moment which I think was, uh, I think was like well-written in terms of like, it's pretty fucked up and it's, it's impactful. But mm. I also like when, by the time we got to, which is exactly what they wanted to do to you. So I get it. Like I went down their little rabbit hole, but by the time you get to the Ellie fight, I'm sitting there being like, okay, think about Abby's trajectory through this. Sure. A long time ago, her dad got killed. It's pretty fucked up. Um, they she has no other family she has no one left she goes with her little crew they find these crazy wolves she blah 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 yeah. clearly some bad things have happened to her in between because she's torturing people and it's like not great um but then <laughs> like place. within the span of like three days yeah if she loses Everyone. everything else right manny, like she betrays right. the wolves and kills yeah. a bunch of people she just knows hey abby oh god manny gets shot in the face yeah. right next to you nora dies i'm not sure if she knows about that or not but it's still not great um yeah, it's real. You rescue these two kids in like some kind of like weird and twisted way to try and save your humanity because you're just not feeling great right now because you brutally killed Joel and people are conflicted about that. And of course, the minute she rescues those two, I'm like, do you think one of them dies or both of them die? So one and so you you're <laughs> sitting there. Out. One of the kids gets killed. You have the other one still. You kill just a lot of people escaping there, including a bunch of your own people. Um, yeah. then you get back and Owen and Mel are dead and like the yeah. Alice is dead. Like she has nothing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and no one. Yeah. I would so, say like, it's like comparing like Joel, who is clearly a huge, uh, figure in her life mm -hmm. to, could we balance that? It's like, they're sitting there with like the fucking judge scale, you know, from like the fucking, and yeah. they're sitting like, could we balance that with nine of your friends dying in a span of like two, of S, two and a half seconds? I mean, I think it is, I think a lot of what Abby's story is, is I think she's kind of intentionally set up as kind of like a a foil to Ellie's revenge quest during this game. So again, Abby's story starts with her being able to get this long sought after revenge. But we see, again, nine of her friends dying yeah. indirectly yeah. to directly related to that event in Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. there is yeah. a certain amount of like, cautionary tale makes it sound too like disney but it's one of those things where you're just like oh see it's like things don't get wrapped up neatly once you get your revenge it's like this is a, this is an example of someone who 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 
achieves that and then just loses everything else yeah Yeah. Um, and i think that was very very well done well i think like i mean both of these characters abby and ellie i think are both essentially like characters in the middle of an extreme nervous breakdown Mm -hmm. like they have lost it fully and i think by the time abby gets to ellie like that's a character who's not okay Mm -hmm. like she's not (laughs) thinking straight she has literally nothing left to lose except for lev who she's known for like a day and lev's like okay i guess we're all together but yeah, like are like, you my mom now like what's she's happening? not in a good place you know what i mean and so when she right. when she said good that was to me like just them showing how not okay she was like anymore. how could you dare hit me with a moral dilemma in the middle of what you've done to me like how yeah. could you do yeah. that like so i'm not gonna sit there and... other than black and white right now it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a that that's a good point. Yeah, yeah just yeah, just hell bent you get on that. Yeah. That's yeah. So no, wait, think- so so Claire, I don't exactly remember exactly how you phrased this, but when you said like, okay, Abby is, insert words like the backdrop to Ellie's like revenge narrative. You said better uh, words than backdrop. Uh, the foil. I think I the foil. foil yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was really elegant when you said it, and I botched it there. So forgive me. But <laughs> so did I. So it's fine. <laughs> but I would actually, I would say there's also another reading, which is that actually, and we'll see how this ends. But it appeared to me after playing this section that Ellie is actually the foil to Abby's story in this game, mm-hmm. because it's like when you when I played this section, I was like, here's what they're setting up, and here's what they're trying to pull off. We'll see if they do it. They are saying, what if they're in a writer's room, they're bouncing that tennis ball off the wall and they're saying, okay, we've got an idea for Last of Us 2. What if Ellie is the main villain in the next game? How do we spin those levels of emotions? Here's how we're going to do we it. We were doing that Abby. as we were doing the Abby and Ellie fight, which everything keeps coming back to. McCoy was like, as he kept dying, McCoy was <laughs> like, what? This is a battle where they they were like, hey, Ellie's the villain in someone else's fairy tale. Like, yeah. in. Yeah. Abby's version of the story, Ellie's the bad guy, and you all love Ellie, and we still love Ellie. But yeah. And can they pull that off? That's a momentous task. With all of our love for Ellie, it's like mm-hmm. unconditional. She's like all of our daughters or something. I don't even know. But the point is, you know, like you've been through that adventure. Can they make you realize that she is the final boss of this game? And I don't mean literally final boss, maybe, maybe right. not. But in this section, she is the final boss. I, yeah, I absolutely agree with you in the fact that she's Ellie is kind of like the the bad baddie of this section. I'm um, just because so it, it starts off with like you know they're gonna end up in this theater together. You know yep. this yeah. is gonna happen. It's so fucked and, up that you yeah. know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh. And that's one of the reasons I played through this section so fucking fast. And like, you can't leave me like that. Yeah, just kill the boy Jesse. Um, yep. but I I think I think from a, a larger narrative perspective though they went for a lot more nuance than just the general what if Ellie was actually bad type right, thing. So course, I think of course. But, and this is coming from someone who has played through this before. Mm-hmm. Zero spoilers involved. But um I, I think that maybe this this third of the game kind of toyed with that idea, but I do think that they were going a little bit more um kind of complex in that overall oh definitely yeah. but they were definitely seeing like can we play with this idea yeah, in a can way we make that... you doubt it even a little bit which yeah, i think I at least for me they like they did sorry zoe i was i don't know they, they kind of succeed in that there's a couple times in that combat sequence where i'm telling ellie you bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
I yeah. I would never ever think to tell Ellie that, but then yeah. there's just a couple times you know she lays a pipe bomb that I didn't see and I get exploded. I'm just like you yeah. bitch. Yeah. 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 Damn it. Yeah, this, this kind of goes back to kind of where I started this section. I I never had that moment in which I'm like yeah. Ellie's a bad person. And it's yeah. because I didn't feel emotionally connected to Owen. I didn't feel emotionally connected to Manny. I didn't feel emotionally connected to the emotional drivers of Abby's story. I felt emotionally connected to Mel, but that's because he got fucked over so badly. And Alex, Mel got Alex fucked over so badly. I'm so sorry. Um, but I think my inability to really vibe with those stories really impacted the way this story mm-hmm. hit for me. And, Definitely. And again, I think a lot of that is because Owen had the personality of a fucking wet noodle. No, no, know, wet like, noodles aren't that bad and evil yeah, and sinister. Yeah, like kind of an just a jackass. that wet noodle. Yeah. No, no, he is. Okay, I know this might be true in real life too, but he is to me the archetypal video game character where like they only made one like body type and it's like ridiculously ripped but then like his personality just like is just so nothing and but it's, it's not like because i do think he's kind of a douchebag yeah and like i get and it that maybe in your experience of the world which may actually be the real world the one that i don't live in like all the <laughs> douchebags are just ripped like that but like to me i'm like someone that's that much of an asshole does not deserve to look like that yeah and i mean my, my thing with him i thought he looked incredibly generic like i'm thinking yeah. about mm-hmm. like yeah. me making a little dude in fifa and all the david beckhams <laughs> and like the neymars they look like really well detailed and i've got this motherfucker looking like he just came out of a fucking walmart like and, and, yeah. and i think of the reason I'm pissed at it is because like I've seen the concept art, I've seen what Owen could have been, and I'm like, I think literally if he looked like this, I might have given a shit. But the fact that he literally looks like a Ken doll plastered, I just yeah, I just yeah, yeah. He is a very yeah, generic right. looking character. Right. Super generic, and I I was stunned when I saw the concept art because I'm like, how did you get to this? Whereas like his face kind of tells a story in his fashion sense tells a story and you're like wait so how did this concept artist give you this and you gave me that you know maybe they blew is? their budget on everybody Do you else know who he is he is literally that motherfucker in high school that's peacocking like lightly and you're just telling all your female friends my 90 mile radius like don't fall for this dumb motherfucker yeah. this kid is nothing <laughs> like that's just like my perspective of that of just being like dude this guy like i guess had a nice sweatshirt or something and is kind of a dick like what do you need like can you surely it's fine yeah <laughs> i will die on this hill owen a piece of shit <laughs> yeah yes. he's not great. not my favorite character but i i thought in some ways an effective one in terms of like i don't know that he's meant to be super likable maybe i'm re- just reading that wrong and like yeah, i could see that i don't know that was yeah. kind of my role on him i was like well, i don't know if i like this dude i don't think he's good for abby i mean i can't fathom how he'd be likable with the current presentation so i'm willing to like entertain that theory that <laughs> you're have- talking about <laughs> that i did find him slightly tragic in nature mm-hmm. where i like i i'm seeing a guy who like y- you see him in the flashbacks of him as a firefly he kind of looks like that up-and-coming soldier yeah. type like ready to please and instead the fly- fireflies disband they find themselves with the wlfs and like i kind of get the sense that he doesn't really like mm-hmm. that so, i mean he does say he clearly I is looking I for an escape he's He's yeah. like unmoored. He doesn't have that direction. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you think he about too, like his his relationship falls apart. Like you know, he's right. there. Like he's he's finds Abby's dad and is like there when she finds him. Like that'll take a toll on anybody. And then you know, but they can't keep it together. And he's clearly got like kind of an escapist. 
thing yeah, going on had- with his aquarium and just wanting to get out. Like, yeah, sure. And, and that Christmas scene where they're like yeah. trying to just make everything seem a little bit more like yeah. Christmas, like that kind of to me that kind of depicted just what a dreamer he is of wanting things to go back to the way that they were. Yeah, yeah. And also, I just yeah. saw him like seeing Santa Barbara as just this this yeah. ticket out, this this yeah. escape. Yeah. And yep. he's trying so hard to get out of there. And yep. he really wants to bring this girl he cares about with him. That's yeah. not Mel. But is also trying to come <laughs> to terms with the fact that this girl he wants to bring with him, like, is a different person now. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, he's, totally. he, he's totally. really tragic in that sense where he's he's just still that kind of spry and, young man who just wants to see the world and, that and is, never really grew yeah, out of something it. Something yeah. I, I do want to point out, too, in that kind of that holiday aquarium scene when you find like the letter from like the family who was there before them and like the two kids left to join the Seraphites, he, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he kind of punches a hole in this like WLF thing of like yeah. all they're mm-hmm. just, yeah. they're fucking crazy. I don't remember what he says, but he just kind of puts, he, he just has a little bit of doubt and it, it and it, it shows up in multiple other conversations after that with, him saving the the seraphite he was about to kill and killing right. the wlf guy instead right but he does just kind of poke a few holes and you can tell he's just he's not emotionally committed yes. um like you get the impression abby's one of those people like okay i'm not a born and bred wlf soldier but like i'm a soldier i'll do what do what i need to mm-hmm. do to get what i need although she kind of similarly breaks around the same time owen does of like they both kind of just have seem to have a little bit like you know roughly within like a day or so because owen has breaks and doesn't kill and kills that oh when he like when he full breaks yeah he's been been shedding yeah and then like a day later abby has kind of a similar thing where she's like fuck i just need to do something good and i'm gonna save these kids yeah that's a question i have i I'm interested in your guys's opinion of the, this. I think that Abby's transformation from this WLF super soldier, or you're going to be the first yeah. one on the beach mm-hmm. type thing, to the point where she is killing WLF soldiers who know her and shit like that. I find that a very jarring transition. Yeah. So yeah. Like she, yeah. she has that Yara and Lev, um, and maybe she's clinging on to them as this way to kind of absolve herself from the person she's become but i think yeah. just her from being in the stadium and like kind of yeah. shooting the shit with the people she's picking up her burrito from and her supplies yeah. from between that to i am mowing down all these wlf people i find that super jarring and i'm not sure the narrative filled that gap enough for me. I... so i'm wondering, wondering what you have to think about that I also thought it was jarring, obviously. Again, like McCoy and I talked to each other while we're playing this, but at a point as we're getting near kind of the moment where she starts to kill wolves, McCoy's like, do you think we're going to kill some wolves here? I was like, oh, we're going to fucking, like, we're going to go. Um, because I think, like, again, I don't want to hurt, but I think Abby is, like, clearly a character in crisis in the middle of a breakdown. And I think even before she leaves, even before, well, even before she knows that Owen and Mel are dead, like, she's already lost them, right? Like, Owen's going to go to Santa Barbara, and Mel is like, bitch, you are not coming with. Yeah. I was like, I'm going. You're staying here. You're a piece of shit. Everyone hates Dude, you. Dude, Mel solves the same problems the way I do with chips and salsa. It's like, I don't have the, uh, like, ability within me to not eat chips and salsa if they're here, but if we don't buy them at the grocery store, I won't eat them. So she's like, listen, I've got this guy who is clearly not faithful, but here's how I'm going to solve that. Get the woman out of the equation, right? Like, 
actually, I, I want to I want to drop quickly on that moment, but the juxtaposition of so Yaro's gotten her arm taken off, so kind of like Abby's sure. saved the mm-hmm. girl. That's her first dream. That's actually kind of positive. She goes and her dad's there alive, as opposed to her finding his dead body, and so that positive dream juxtaposed immediately after by Mel being like, "You are a yeah. shit." And being yeah. I, yeah. I thought at first when like Abby had her like positive good dream and like wow we're really all right we're wrapping this up things are looking good and then they just remind you oh no nope it's getting way worse yeah so I, I thought that was really well done so sorry I interrupted yeah. there. no but I yeah. think that kind of like plays into it too of like she like Abby's kind of starting to like feel like she's making she's clearly atoning sort of through saving those kids yeah and I think is like clinging desperately to that atonement by the end at the cost of everything else. Like when she turns to Lev and she's like, no, you are my people. Here we fucking go. Yeah. Like, Sounds I think like, she's uh, hit the cool. point where she's got no one else and nothing else. And she's going to just, yeah. she's, she's lost it. But like, okay. So we like, like, yeah, I we found like... that jarring, but I was also like, okay, I kind of can get behind this in terms of like, it sort of makes sense to me that like, she's got nothing and no one, but she's like grabbed onto these kids as her savior. Yeah. I guess it's a yeah. parallel to the Seraphites. Like they have a savior, like Lev is her savior. And she's like, but it, we're fucking doing this But it's really a shit. parallel to Joel, right? Who grabs onto Ellie, right? Yeah. So much that he can't let go. And, and so much so that it causes so many all of this. I mean, you know what I'm saying, yeah. bro? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's... There are parallels everywhere. No, but like, okay, it's nice that we like uh, Seven Yara. Yara? Quite Yara. Okay. It's nice that we like those characters. Those characters are cool. We Mm -hmm. root for them. But the transition, I think we talked a lot about about this in Last of Us 1, but the 20 hour story arc and how you can take real certain Mm -hmm. like human development factors and put it over 20 hours. And the the development here between, like what you're talking about, Claire, between Mm -hmm. like I'm a WLF soldier, but I'm just sneaking out to find Owen or whatever to like fuck everything is like, it's the drop of a hat. Okay. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, at least for me, I was like giant question marks everywhere. I agree, everywhere. but here's where I get into my most controversial statement of the night, and I want to preface oh, this whoa, by saying, Claire, I'm Claire, whoa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Claire, please don't hate me forever. I just okay. Oh Jesus, what is this? Okay, no, because <laughs> here's what, here's what I'm about to say. I think, or I thought that Abby so far that Abby's section of this game was better than Ellie's section of the game. Okay, and wait, I found sorry, better it better how? Better written? Better playing? Better written. I don't know about better playing. I thought it was for me. Now, Claire, you had a different experience and I'm so sorry. And I know you love Ellie and I love Ellie too. Um, but for me, I found El- I found Abby's section to hold together a lot more tightly. And I didn't have the problem, some of the questions or problems with it that I did with Ellie's section. And I think it's in part because what we're seeing is Abby in a deeply rapid meltdown. And so yeah. it's three days, but there's a ton of character progression within those three days because shit is happening. Whereas I felt like mm-hmm. with Ellie's section, they took on so much that was like that was like years of character development happening, sort of. I mean, and also not because Joel dies and it's pretty quick. But even then, they have that whole journey to Seattle and that whole relationship with um, Dina. Dina. It it didn't like I for me. I thought that Abby's story was told in kind of like a tighter and for me more compelling way than ellie's story has been so far and i'm curious to see as we return to ellie where that goes um so i think i think that's interesting i do think that um it kind of goes back to what i kind of mentioned about ellie and abby's intersecting storyline again abby's story starts off with the revenge and we see the aftermath 
and we are with Ellie right now to the point we are on, she's on her way to this revenge. And the yeah. way I, I kind of see this is Ellie is kind of, you're in, you're in the train, you're going up the first hill of this roller coaster. It's slow, but you see what's happening. You see the character development. You're seeing kind of her humanity being stripped away the more brutal she gets, but it's slow, it's methodical, and you know what's coming. And the way I'm seeing Abby's storyline is the uncontrolled freefall that happens after that apex of, yeah, it's going to be a lot faster. There's going to be a kind of a tighter storyline, but because we are going 3,000 miles an hour right now and things are falling to shit fast. And I I also, Hmm. sorry, I also like admittedly think too that um, Abby's storyline is hugely helped by the fact that you've already played Ellie's storyline up to now, so you know what's going to yeah. happen, oh, yes. which makes yeah. it immediately yes. very compelling because you yeah. know exactly where you're going. And as you're leaving you're Haven, you're like, faster. yeah, you're right. like, no, you're on right. that boat, and you're like, yeah, oh shit, we're about to find them. And you're like, okay, I don't know how we get to Ellie's, but we're about yeah. to get, you know, you I know where actually, you're going, yeah. and that's very. So, I think what I'm saying is, I don't, I don't necessarily see your critique as being like. A, an affront to Ellie's story. I think they're very. They're, I, I was just really worried. No, and it's like I, I, I make no, I make no uh, apologies. I'm super connected to Ellie as a character, but I totally see their story arcs to this point being completely different. And I think that's intentional. And I think mm-hmm. um, obviously that we can uh, address these things. I think it's done really well that we can see these differences. We can. As you've said, there's a different vibe to Abby's story than there is to Ellie's at this point. Okay. I think that- yeah. Since you've taken this so well, I have a second more oh, controversial Jesus. statement. Oh, Jesus. Don't hit the button there. again. Right. I'm finger on the button. You guys ready? No. Okay. So here's my other thing that I noticed during this section as something that hit for me and that I think maybe just reflects the writing room of Last of Us. I think that The Last of Us writers do a better job writing new and relationships that are unfamiliar to the characters and therefore are like being built as they go rather than established relationships. And what I mean is that I found Abby's relationships, especially with the with the kids, to be written a lot better and to be just kind of like feel feel better and feel more real than Ellie's relationship with like say Dina. I have a little bit of a hard time with Abby with um did I just say Abby's relationship with Dina? Yeah. Jesus. Well listen, hey, spoilers. Well, you know. It was very negative for relationship. Hold up. Yeah. With, with I yeah. I find because again, because they covered so much ground with Ellie's story and because Ellie and Dina have known each other for a really long time, they have a very the I felt like with that relationship they did a lot more sort of like telling instead of showing, or just it was it was more full fledged right away, but it didn't feel as real to me or didn't quite click in. In the same way as I think that the strength of The Last of Us writers isn't in these relationships like Joel and Ellie where they're getting to know each other or like Abby and the kids where they're getting to know each other kind of as time goes on. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think for sure when we're able to experience a relationship from the very beginning, so Joel and Ellie in, in the first one, Lev and Abby in, right. in the second one, you're there for the entire story. Um, and... What I mentioned, and I really like this, I mentioned this in, in the last podcast about the first part of uh, part two. God, that's a mess. First part of part yeah. two. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> job. Nicely done. Clean. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I really liked about the journal aspect, that Ellie mm-hmm. keeps a journal. Mm-hmm. And so kind of when you first jump in as Ellie, it's like, so you know 
something happened the night before, but with flashbacks, you can check out the journal as well. And you just get these little glimpses of what this life is like in Jackson. So not only with Ellie and Dina, but Ellie, Dina and Jesse's kind of three person friendship. And you get Ellie and Kat as well, who we, um, and we get kind of Dina's reaction to Kat as well. So I think it's just a different type of storytelling. I think obviously for obvious reasons, I feel super connected to Ellie and Dina's storyline, mm -hmm. but it's because I feel it's really organic. Um, and I think it feels like they've known each other for a long time. And instead of relying on narrative things like, oh, hey, remember three summers ago when we <laughs> X, Y, Z? Like, yeah, exactly. It comes with a level of comfort in their interactions with each other. They're in the music store and they're like, oh, like, I don't remember what the band was called, but Dina's like, oh, hey, it's like, it's like Slick Trick or something. And Ellie's like, it's Sweet Trick, you dumbass, or something like that. And she's like, well, yeah, I was only listening to it because I liked you. So it's just these small moments, but I think it it, it belies a, a knowledge of each other that mm -hmm. goes beyond the romantic relationship. I think the the comfort and like the things that they share with each other and just like how good they are in combat with each other, I think that is what Naughty Dog is relying on pushing the narrative that they've known each other for a long time. So as opposed mm -hmm. for being able to be present for every step along the way, like we are with uh, Abby and Lev, we have to rely on a different type of storytelling for Ellie and Dina, for example, or Ellie and Jesse, for example. Yeah, yeah. It, it's reminiscent of like what I think about, I don't know, like, when, when you have, like, that one neighborhood friend who, like, comes back from summer camp with, like, another best friend, and you're kind of hearing, like, you get to see, like, your, your neighborhood friend yeah. and this new friend interact with each other. Yeah. And, and, like, there is that kind of element, I guess, of, like, foreignness where you're just, like, trying to maybe pick up the pieces of, like, how this relationship has been established. Mm -hmm. And because there's that latency, like... Yeah, there, there's that different reception than, say, witnessing a friendship yeah. firsthand. And, and they, I think they both come yeah. with their equal set of charms. Yeah, perhaps. and I think that's when it really depends on, I think, the actor's chemistry. And I think Ashley Johnson and Shannon Woodward did a really good job because they had, even in a mocap suit type situation, I, I personally, and this might not have hit the same way with other people, you, you can tell their affection for each other outside of just like romantically. Um, so I think when so much of the development of a relationship comes off screen, you have to rely more on the actor's talent and chemistry and the, the, what they can do with the small scenes they have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 That definitely makes sense. I, they definitely did a lot of, I feel like, sh uh, tell not show in the beginning, just because they needed to set up so much in mm -hmm. so little. And I actually like, Thinking about this game and just thinking about the fact that you, Claire, are playing it a second time, like, structurally, like, I, you know, listen, I'm not a writer, right? So this is where I get to just sit back in my chair and just pretend like I know what I'm talking about uh, and that I've thought it all through. But I do think there is an argument to be made for starting with Abby's section and then getting to Ellie's and leaving you in complete, like, unknown territory of what's actually going to happen. And there's this creature that's killing all your friends that you slowly figure out and then 
you know, and then it becomes Ellie and then you do that. And so that's just a different approach. But oh, it feels shit. what like, if the first time you saw Ellie in the whole game was when you are yes. being forced to kill her? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. But this is absolutely that would be no, listen, fucked up. No, but this is how I think they even do a a, a harder, uh, more impactful way of humanizing Abby. You start with Abby, right? You don't have all the baggage of how all the de the demons that she's done. Now, listen, I'm not saying you need to do this, but I'm just saying if you think of a parallel story, you can start with Abby or you can start with Ellie. And I feel like there might have been, potentially it's just the way they wanted it, but also potentially like, how do we do Last of Us 2 where 10 hours is a character you've never heard yeah, of? I how do we pull that would, off? Maybe we don't. Voltage. People will hate us. That's totally legit. But what I mean is it leads to either section, whichever one you do first, to have a lot more tell than show because like you're sitting there and going like what the fuck is happening who are these people why am i killing all of them i don't know anything about them mm -hmm. and that's kind of what and so it feels like the first section ellie's section can it, it's like a fine wine almost it gets better with the more context you get but i don't think that um completely removes the first taste you get of the ellie section where you're just like i'm kind of just lost like, I kind of just don't know any of these people, and they've set up so many. They've probably set up 15. Like, and I, I don't know any of them. around, actually. As far as, like, kind of, like, that first taste of being like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I think that's what they did with Abby's section, right? It's like, they drop you in that stadium, and you're talking to Manny. I don't know who the fuck Manny is, and all these people. Like, I think... Yeah. I don't know. Continue. Continue. No, no, no exactly. And, and potentially, it's both. And I actually think that might be... If I'm trying to craft my main point about this game so far is that they did so very much. Mm -hmm. They did so very much yeah. they this bit, game. They bit off a big chunk with and this game. Yeah. Right. And if you're playing it, you notice this. But if you're trying to do a podcast about it, right, you're trying to split it into sections. You're trying to make sure you hit all the points. There are point after point after point yeah. in a way that there wasn't in Last of Us 1 where they really let things yeah. um, be simple but impactful and simmer and grow and whatever. And so... That's just the nature of this. There's so much more and some of it's truly amazing and some of it is, feels maybe slightly underdeveloped. And maybe mm -hmm. even what we're hearing in this discussion is that different people are having different reactions yeah. to different sections yeah. based on what they think didn't quite get there. I know. I was going to say, like, I don't know what it says about me as a human being that Abby's sections seem to resonate <laughs> with me more. Like that seems maybe I should look into that. But I think it's interesting, like that. I, I, this clear the sense that I get clear is that you and I had the more strong reactions to both of them. Where like it sounds like Abby's yeah. sort of just like didn't do it for you, whereas for me it was sort of the opposite, where Abby's did it for me more than Ellie's did. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know. I was interested in. I know I had this kind of dramatic reaction the first time I played through, but I went into the second playthrough really intentionally being like open mind, you're not playing this off of three hours of sleep. And I found <laughs> that my convictions got stronger. Yeah, they wow. My opinion about nice. Abby got, got stronger. Um, and I think this, this goes to show, and again, we can talk about the difference of kind of the scope of both of these games, the first part and the second sure. part. So mm -hmm. with the first part, it's like you've got your narrative of the trip out west to save humanity, but kind of like the, the, the story over top of all of this is Joel's grief coming to terms and beginning to see Ellie as like a, a daughter figure. Sure. But just like keeping this as general as possible with zero spoilers, it's like when we look at the scope of what Naughty Dog's yeah. doing with part oh, yeah. two, yeah. it is so much bigger. We're talking yes. about the cycle of violence and the effect of revenge across generations. It's like, yeah. it yeah. is 
undoubtedly a bigger scope than the first game. And I said it yep. last week, but it's like that's a gutsy move. And I've got a ton yep. of respect um, yep. for, for doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I completely agree. I think the themes in this are like way big. Like, again, like they took off a big bite with this because it's obviously about violence and revenge. And I have a hunch where, like it's going to be about redemption. But it's um, also, it's non-linear with the way they tell no, the story. I mean, it, this is, I was turning to Elena and I said, um, well, okay, this reminds me of an artsy movie. That's what it reminds me of. And what's interesting about artsy movies is a lot of my friends don't like them because they don't, quote, enjoy them. Because they're mm -hmm. used to enjoying an action movie for what it is, and you don't enjoy an artsy movie in the same way. You still mm -hmm. enjoy it, picking it apart, talking about it, having conversations like this. Um, but it's interesting because I, I, I never saw the actual review, because I, I won't do the spoilers yet, but a, a reviewer that I really like said... I didn't enjoy this game. He put that in the title of his uh, video mm -hmm. and to which I was like, you bastard. How could you do that to me? <laughs> um, but what I was interested, I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if, and I don't know, but I wonder if he didn't enjoy it in the way traditional video games have you enjoy right. them, mm -hmm. right? I think Absolutely. we can all accept that this game was hard on our souls to play yeah. in a beautiful way, but a hard way, yeah. right? And I think they yeah. do a lot of things that, I mean, like, it just, I mean, even at a base level, the violence in this game is extreme. I mean, this might, this is probably the most violent video game I have ever played yeah. by far. Yeah. 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 It's brutal. And it's funny because it's wrapped in a very different package. I mean, over the course of video games history, we've seen a number of video games that have been pointed at as being the most violent video game, and they've been really uh, criticized, and essentially everybody's parents comes out and just says, well, why the fuck is everyone playing Mortal Kombat? But if you look yeah. at Mortal Kombat, maybe it is uh, gruesome in some ways, but this is another level of violence, another yeah. level yeah. of does, does this sit okay with you? Did you cover your eyes when you were looking at the screen? Yes. Which is different than a kid giddily laughing as he tears this com like comedic uh, spine out of like a, a barely rendered In like character. Doom or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. This it's, is it's something different. else. It's different. Yes. And I think, I think it's just, we've, we've played this first section with Ellie and everyone, I think everyone, I don't, I'm saying everyone. Say it. <laughs> say it. Feel free to generalize. And you're already you're already bonded with Ellie. Yeah. And you know Ellie from the first one is like, okay, she's been through some shit, but she's bright. She tells jokes. She's she's got some kid factor. And I found like Seattle Day two and three when I continue mowing down people and I see kind of after each day the emotional effect it's having on her and the people around her. I'm like, I'm getting sick to my stomach. It's like, am I really pumped I was able to like parkour off a truck yeah. and back into this guy's head? Yeah. But from, they did such a good job of getting you emotionally invested with the characters, not just the main characters, that you feel the effects of violence on basically a set of ones and zeros. So you're like, okay, yeah. I feel really good about the way I did that. But like, what about her soul? Is she okay? She's clearly not okay. And I'm driving this. Right. Um, Right. I think that's I think that's a side of talented storytelling that they can make you do monstrous things and feel bad about them in a video game. Yeah. yeah. Although, of course, it does, you know, resolve, not resolve as if it's not done, but it does do the thing where it was like, I was basically, as this section started, I was asking Elena, like, do you think they humanize the WLF? That's a question that clearly you they did. You mean the scars slash the serifies? No. Oh, First, no, the mind. WLF. Yeah. Then I asked, do you think they mm -hmm. humanize the scars? My answer is to and all of these And then I yes. asked, 
are we going to kill scars and WLF? Yes. Yes. And so it's like, at the end of the day, even though it does so much to humanize, it's still to some degree of the angle of, do you feel bad for the characters that are getting the psychological trauma? But I trauma? think it really leans, I mean, we talked about it in Last of Us 1, how kind of like uncomfortable you start to get with the violence. And we it was a theme in one that we talked about where, sure. especially from kind of like David's encounters to obviously especially when joel massacres the entire firefly base like you're kind of like this might be fucked up you're like i love these characters and this is a video game and i get that but Mm -hmm. like this maybe is a little bit more morally gray than we want to admit to ourselves as we're doing it and i think this game takes that theme and turns it way up and it's like yeah this is pretty fucked up shit but then it's still at least so far in this section kind of takes an undue point at the very end it definitely like humanizes them a ton and i was sitting there i remember uh escorting yara and being like she's like we got to stealth through the section bro and i was like cool so should i kill no one and then the first because i was like i shouldn't kill a scar in front of you that would be lunatic shit right and then like the second i do she's like murdering nine at the same time and you're like okay so this is what we're doing here and so they still are somewhat held to the standard of video games and i actually i've said this at the end of this section and i don't know if it has to be true and, and we'll see and it doesn't have to be true but we'll see where this goes and i'm excited to see where it goes but i was saying to elena especially after the scene where you're in uh, that 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 storied, rumored, like, dream uh, house right on the top mm-hmm. of the hill with the golden fields. And... Spoilers? Not sure if we're supposed to play that part this week. I think... They... I mean, we, we've all played it. Yeah, so they actually, yeah. wait, yeah. Talk about it. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. And there was the a game. huge disclaimer earlier on about so, like... Yeah, you know, sorry, you know that still covers this. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is um, you're there and... Um, well, actually, there's so many things about that. What, okay, no, I've totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Were you going to say that can... you... When we started yeah. playing that, McCoy was like... This seems like a dream sequence well, okay. kind of thing. That's not what it, you, yes, it does. But He's that's like, not... I don't trust this. Yeah. Something I do want to say about kind of, we're talking about humanizing our enemies, which yes. I think they did really sure. well, but something I think they missed a little bit of an opportunity on. So Abby um, befriends Yara and Lev, who are Seraphites, but they're mm-hmm. ex-Seraphites. So it's like, right. yeah. they right. are getting attacked by Seraphites. So I don't right. think Abby has to go quite through like the mental gymnastics of protecting active seraphites. It's like, I think it's, and it's necessary for a story that she's protecting them at first because like the reason she doesn't outright kill them is because the seraphites are going after yeah. them. So yeah. I do think it's like, we kind of get a more human side of the WLF. We obviously know the more human side of like the trespassers with Tommy and sure. uh, Ellie and everyone. But I feel like there's just, and I don't, do they deserve to be humanized? Like, so we have the yeah. seraphites who have kind of become um, not what their kind of religious leader wanted them to be. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. kind of xenophobic, yeah. transphobic, kind of crazy people. So I'm not saying we need to humanize those people. I'm not going to go on the record being like, I think we should all give people a chance, even though they hate Yeah, left. you can't use yeah. this, that um, terminology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. yep. yeah, so it's like, I don't want to say that, but I do think it's something important to press out. Sure. Like, yes. not every yes. side of this conflict, it's like, but then maybe may, yeah fuck with you a little because they give you like writings and shit that you can read and they like when you're yeah, going through their mm-hmm. places they do I like flirt that a lot. at that well and even you know just seeing about? their island yeah. like i actually thought seeing their island was somewhat impactful in terms of like seeing the way that those people are living and how not okay look it is not an idyllic setup there's some weird shit going on we get it <laughs> but like you know they're living off the land they have these whole communities you know sure. they're not just these like 
crazy yeah like the baseline of this religion is really legitimate for sure yeah um yeah yeah and obviously and we see this with plenty of religions is like twisting the words of whatever elder you have to really horrible ends yeah um, to the fact that it's like okay yeah we we are gonna kill this kid and his sister because he didn't want to be the wife to some elder at the age of 13 yeah Yeah. well then i think too that final like run through um haven which is the main city of the seraphites Mm -hmm. slash the scars whatever you want to call them um which is huge and the wolves have arrived to to go go after them and essentially this entire city is burning which one i think was an incredible like video game set piece moment like a technical yeah. achievement like when uh, you because you're you're trying you're like getting to the edge of it and the dock so get to the dock to get off the island you have to go through the entire city and they're like it's a big city like what are you gonna do and lev's like i got an idea and they grab lev grabs a horse and so you start riding this horse through and it's this great mix of like you have no health bar, you have no ammo, yeah. so it's very cinematic, and you're running on a horse through this burning city, and like stuff is falling, yeah. and you're dodging, and there are people yeah. fighting everywhere, and you're like shooting people off your horse, but also just trying to escape. And like I don't know, for me, it was like one of the more impressive cinematic Absolutely. video game moments I think I've ever so seen. So this is actually sure. what you're referencing when you talk about the patient zero uh difficulty spike this is mm-hmm. what you're referencing where they yeah. where they actually there was essentially it. i mean i'm sure you could die during this but it would oh, be course. hard or well mm-hmm. it's yeah they, they wanted you to get through it to keep the pacing up yeah. and it's something that video games yeah. do struggle with imagine a world where you died 20 plus times and turned some difficulty settings yeah. down on this set piece it definitely hits yeah. different if that's the case right yeah i think yeah, because yeah, I thought that, that part like was... They make sure the pacing is still good. You feel that sense of urgency and that kind mm-hmm. of like kind of horror of running through this area for the first time. The 20th time I would run that, through that story, I'm like, well, that man fucking fell off the building yeah, again on fire. Yeah, anymore. But yeah, as it is, like, yeah. you're walking, you're watching people just, like, hack each other apart, and there yeah. are wolves yeah. everywhere, and there are seraphites yeah. everywhere, and everything's on fire, and people are screaming and running, and then your, you know, your horse falls, and... You have to go through that They're burning shooting building. indiscriminately, too. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they are. Right, where it's yep. just like, you know, guy on a horse, Seraphite, shoot. Guy yeah. on a horse, wolf, shoot. Like, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. so indiscriminate at that point. You're yeah. just trying to survive, yeah. which is great. And, and I feel like this is like, we've probably gotten here before in certain games, and I think it's all like a, to degrees of how where we're getting to. But if you compare this to, I would compare it to Mass Effect 1. 1, right? Okay. That it's seems like if they were to write unfair. this scene, because keep in mind, in this, on the lead up to this, they give you breadcrumbs of like, are, you're sitting there and thinking, am I literally going to have a set piece where I'm running from, wow, these two, the the war is literally culminating in front of us and we're sneaking around in that and trying to escape and, and do our mm-hmm. mission. And you're thinking like, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? And I feel like a lot of our history in, in gaming is like, that would be cool. However, we're just going to have two characters in a room, talk about it, and it'll be done. <laughs> like, it'll be done behind the closed <laughs> yeah, doors. Yeah, like we technically and never saw can't it. do that. And yeah. in this case, they they are able to both hint at the premise, the cool story concept of this going down, and then deliver on the gameplay and the spectacle yeah. all together to be like, well, I wow. Think it is impressive. Yeah. One, for example, like that, um, the horse scene, I think, was a clever way for them to get you through a ton of ground quickly in a way that was impactful and let you see what was happening, but didn't mean you had to slog your way through that gameplay-wise. Because that yeah. would have sucked too if they'd made if yeah. they'd made you fight that whole thing on foot. 
that would have been a bummer in the ads. oh yeah yeah well, because they made it so goddamn big. They're like, is that your village? No, my village is behind that. You're like, motherfucker. Yeah, and you kept seeing <laughs> well, it on the is it close? I'm like, of course it's not fucking close. <laughs> it's like, we got 10 more hours. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. There's also and a really silly line. It's just a small little throwaway, but it's one of those like just sass moments where you're like, Lev, like, where are the boats? And Lev's like, at the dock. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> that makes sense. But, but two, they also, they end that section. So essentially you're on the horse, you're running through, blah, blah, blah. You get through a burning building. It's all very scary. Your backpack gets stuck. And then this guy goes oh. at Lev. And then you you we kind of touched on it but you kill one of these like big daddy seraphite oh, big bertha big Bur- yeah. body horror holy oh, shit yeah, I, I covered i legit covered my eyes for the last part of that because i was like this is oh, the yeah. most brutal fight I've, like by the time because yeah. you stab him in the back and you cut him and that was bad enough because that's pretty but then like you get him in the face and for half oh, the battle yeah. like his cheek is missing and, yeah, i don't know i'm just eyes. like stop stop yeah, stop the stop, blood, stop. Like, yes the blood yeah. from his eyes comes spurting out at you as you're just oh. it was yeah. So I, I feel like, too, they found a way to, like, put a really, really impactful combat scene into that set piece. Yeah. But it was messed up. Was Man, it's session. one of those things. It's just, like, the, you get, like, a brief silhouette of him with this, like, his, like, face cut open. You're like, this is fucking horrifying. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is, like, yeah. more impactful than any, like, Mortal Kombat. I'm pulling someone's yep. heart out through yep. their yeah mouth type thing it's like wow this was Ugh. disturbing yeah. by the yeah, way that was one of the was... first moments where i was like i'm really glad that i'm not playing this right now because yeah. i think i would have actually had trouble getting through that as a player performance was flawless dodged yeah, every you did attack great great practice <laughs> on all the big bursts that, was, that a, I was another moment where you never died we didn't have to reset that whole battle that which in some ways made it more horrifying because you're just <laughs> watching it unfurl in front of you being like jesus christ Christ. Oh yeah. The like, thing with like being on easy is like there's a couple moments where like he did get me with his hammer a couple times. Like he like home run swings at Abby's face. <laughs> oh, Abby just kind of stumbles backwards. Like, and I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, girl, yeah. you're cut and you're missing seven teeth. Yeah, even like those ice pick. I know I don't know what that thing is. Like that yeah. giant oh, ice pick hammer kills. Yeah, yeah. When you get that and you just swing it into someone's oh, chest cavity God. and then pull it out and there's like a sucking sound. Yeah. Yikes. See, like, I've heard people say, and I, again, we don't need, like, spoiler context for this, but I've heard people say, like, something along the lines of, like, oh, I don't know if they can really do a Last of Us 3, but now at this point, I think they can humanize and contextualize every person we've ever killed. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if, if we have learned nothing from this to this point of part two, it's just like, okay, I kind of trust you to tell a good story. It's like, because while I don't like Abby, it's like, it's still something where I'm like, I'm glad you told this story. Yeah, um, yeah it's some fucked it's like, up so, shit, but... Yeah, <laughs> it is one it. of those things where it's like, I guess when you do part one as well as you've done it, you've done part two as well as you've done it up to this point, it's like, well, yeah, just fuck me up. You could tell me a whole story about JJ on the farm and everything's mm-hmm. fine. Like, mm-hmm. I trust you with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. So, like, oh, wait okay. I've been thinking about something, okay, and I don't sure. want to let Zoe off the hook. Zoe, it's possible oh, oh. one of us talked over you, but I didn't necessarily hear your opinion. How did the Abby section hit for you? Oh, I was about to ask the same fucking thing. Oh, my God. Fist bump. Oh. <laughs> fuck yeah. 
I was gonna set it up like this. Just use great transition you did, and now I'm steamrolling over Zoe so that okay. I can set her up. Again. <laughs> yep, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's just the level that we're, we're just at. Giving today. her time to think about our answer. Yeah, we're just really exactly. like just setting it up. But yeah, the way I was gonna say it is that uh, Claire said to some degree, like, "Oh, I'm the opposite of Zoe in my response to this section," and that just endlessly created this question of, "Wait, can Zoe? Wait, are you are you the opposite of Claire then in this?" Like, was Abby fucking I, landing for you? Like, I think really my hard? setup was better. Oh, God I, 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 cert- I, I certainly had more empathy and sympathy for Abby uh, than I may think Claire has. And Claire can maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, I don't know. I, To me, Abby's section has landed because she is a flawed person trying so desperately to do something right in her life mm-hmm. um and she's realizing that it's going to take more than just a few good deeds to like truly get out of this hell that she's living in um and i don't know why that resonated with me as much um i certainly found it enjoyable to play through um i think Oh god, I can't hear them anymore. Oh no. Did they drop? Is Did I drop? malfunction? Did they hit the mute button? Zoe, if you can hear us, we can't hear you oh, anymore. No. Write the timestamp down. Um, Did we cut out? You did. Yes. When? Oh, oh. Uh, Zoe basically like was in a pregnant pause moment and then it just never <laughs> ended. <laughs> I'm kind of just staring at each other like this is a really long. I'm over here listening to her opinion. I'm like, this is a good opinion, and this is good. oh. <laughs> so wait, what, when when did it cut out? So was it when Craig left? Maybe um, no, it was no, before it was like that. Thirty seconds or so before that. I mean, you were saying something along the lines uh, of like, "Yo, like Abby landed to me for these reasons." Claire, correct me if I'm wrong, but and then it was like it was literally right at the beginning. Like, really? Like, then? Yes. Oh shit! Okay, sorry. Okay, no, can I'll, you do I'll it again for us? No. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do my best <laughs> yeah, to reiterate. Yeah, so. Yeah. The the thing that really landed for me with Abby is that she is a flawed individual who is trying so desperately to do good deeds and thinking that those good deeds will exonerate her. But she's finding out that it's going to take more than that to fully reconcile. Um, you know, she, mm-hmm. she's constantly just being like, oh, look, Owen, I'm saving these two kids. And Owen and Mel are still like, you're still a piece of shit. And she's like, God damn it. Yeah, like, I'm Mel's like, I don't yeah. buy this shit. What's wrong with you? For, yeah. Exactly. I saw your name on the fucking arrow board. Like, fuck <laughs> oh yeah. Mel was yeah. Pissed. And she, and she's trying so desperately to have this kind of fresh start after her revenge right she, she's done her revenge and now she's so desperate to try this fresh start but she's learning the hard way that it's not exactly how she thought it would be um and i was just also saying like i think it, it's it's further emphasized with her relationship with yara and lev i think in particular more of lev because they sure. have more one-on-one time mm-hmm. but um but there's a I, I think the moments when uh, one of my favorite moments in the game is when uh, Abby and Lev are in the skyscrapers and there's mm-hmm. those platforms and they're, um, you know, Abby is terrified of yeah. heights. That's her biggest fear. It's actually kind of a cool game gimmick that they do whenever Abby approaches ledges. The yeah. viewing on the, like your mm-hmm. your person's view kind of starts zooming in and out in this kind of like warped sense <laughs> to kind of emphasize yep. her fear of heights, which I thought was cool. But anyway, like, yep. 
you know, she, she she's in these heights though. And like Lev is just jumping from platform to platform, like no big deal. And like Abby jumps onto one platform and she's like, Lev, look, look, I'm doing it. And Lev is like, yeah, whatever, like do it again. <laughs> and I think that yeah. just kind of is a perfect parallel to how she's feeling and trying to redeem herself, right? She like does like one good deed and everyone's like, okay, whatever, do it again. And she's like, God damn it. Like, yeah. can I, can I please get some salvation here? Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it, and for some reason that just really makes me feel a lot of empathy towards her mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. like, she is trying so hard to start again. And it just really begs this question in my head when it's, when it's hearkened back to Ellie's quest of kill Abby, there's just this nagging feeling in the back of my head of does this person deserve to die? Like, sure. And, and will that give Ellie any relief? You know, like if Abby's story yeah, right. is a lesson, like Abby hasn't really gotten what she wanted out of that. Her life's gone downhill kind of. <laughs> yeah, pretty, she's gotten pretty rapidly. Revenge, things have gone to shit. Right. And so, yeah. It, and also, yeah, I think that's right. It just also gives me this gnawing feeling of does this person deserve to die? But also, do I want Ellie to also mm-hmm. be following the same path were she to carry this out? Right. Um, yeah. I, I think it's I, I don't know I just I find it so fascinating so oh, I, I yeah. certainly love this section and yeah so that's wait. why I think it's impactful that you have Ellie and Abby on separate sides of this momentous event before revenge after revenge is because of that very moment it's like what you play through with Abby impacts what you feel about Ellie's storyline sure. mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why it's so helpful that you're kind of playing both of these characters on different sides of this journey. Yeah. And you feel like they're colliding. And again, like I emphasized, I'm like, what if they just could all find peace? You know, like (laughs) how can we do this? I think, Zoe, you were saying earlier about Owen's character and that he's just a very tragic character. Also reminded me of what maybe is just for me a savvy moment because I've seen too many rom-coms, but there's a moment right before you leave where Owen really wants to talk to Abby alone, um, obviously. And Owen kind of like holds her hand and is trying to convince Abby to go to Santa Barbara with him after Mel's already been like, I will fucking kill you. Like, no lie. I will. You can't come. (laughs) Um, And Owen is like holding her hand and is like, Abby, like we, like we can be happy. Like we deserve to be happy. Like it's okay for us to be happy. And I think Abby has that moment as a character where she's like, I don't think that she believes that about herself yet. And I think that Mm -hmm. in some ways that's sort of what Owen's character is there to hint at in this like tragic way of like, Owen's like, yo, like we can be done with this and it's okay for us to be happy. And like, I know your dad got killed and I know like all this should happen, but like, we can just run away to Santa Barbara and be happy. Yeah, but don't you yeah. feel like, I don't know if I read too much into this, but I feel like there was a shared attention in that moment that showed like the connection is like still there. Like mm-hmm. until there's like an abrupt break of it, I think it's like, oh, fucking Lev's gone or something, right? Like yeah. that like breaks the moment. But well, I think that's like the tension there. Like Abby wants to say yes, but I don't see, I like, guess for me, like I didn't see her character being ready to like believe that she could have that and i think that in a lot of ways that's why owen is with mel is because like owen wants that he kind of like replaced abby with someone he maybe doesn't feel the same way about who but who can give that to him right like mel loves christmas i can like has a dog and Mm, they can play the the games and you know mel will make christmas all nice and sparkly and will kind of like bring that light and happiness into owen's life in a way that Mm -hmm. abby just isn't able to Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's actually like, okay, so we, we like just truly just tore Owen to shreds. And I think most of it's deserving. But I will say like, <laughs> this is why, hmm, this is the result potentially i would say in this case of good writing that you're like mm-hmm. that guy sucks and they're like agreed that was our goal there's like some i yeah. feel and and so maybe with like concept art and other things you, you're, you're seeing a different image of him but to me it was like i know motherfuckers like this i, I know motherfuckers thought... like this mm-hmm. and they suck yeah. in real life so like but as a result that fits into place nicely you know yeah. i've seen people like that have influence on other people before like, I know what this guy is up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also, yeah. and I don't know, it's like, I think a lot of this is just possibly overthinking it, but I also, That's what we're here for. Uh, for me, I thought there were parallels between, obviously, everything, <laughs> but also between Owen and Abby's dad. In terms of, like, Abby's dad seemed to have, like, sort of a similar, like, escapist almost. Or, like, you know, he was out there with the, yeah. with the zebras and, like, he was mm. just, you know, kind of happy and light. They kind of look similar. They what look the very fuck? similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then I think Owen with the um, with the aquarium kind of has a similar quality to him. Hmm. Um, anyways, I don't know what to do with that. I think, but... I think in, a, in a way, um, Owen, to me, like, he didn't, he obviously didn't commit all the way to the WLF he didn't commit all the way to Mel he seems just like a very he wants the best case scenario and he's like Abby you can come to Santa Barbara with us it's like so Owen I'm getting the feeling that one you're obviously not paying attention to Mel you're not seeing the effect that this has had on Abby I get the impression he's kind of just he he lives in this idealized world where he can hang out in this aquarium and he's got his dog and he can have kind of these two women and kind of drag them along like Hmm. separately but i don't get the feeling that he understands the gravity of abby's decisions and the impact that her revenge quest has had on her yeah so i agree yeah yeah i see him as being kind of like all of those things wrapped up into a character which is yeah yeah he's both kind of a douche yeah yeah I find it frustrating because even if I want to like this Abby and Owen relationship, I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel that he understands the gravity this event has had on Abby. Um, And that's just a little frustrating, like from my point of view, just from his character. It's just, I, I don't, I don't. I, yeah, I don't even know how to even sum it up in words other than just like, I just, I, yeah. he doesn't commit to anyone. Well, yeah, he's, he's he's extremely non-committal and he kind of just floats through life. And yeah, and he's like, of course you guys can way. live together. It's like, I'm sorry. Did you not? It's like, did you, could you not read the room when I just, oh. And clearly they talked. Yeah. It felt like they talked about this and it, cl- it didn't feel like that conversation went maybe the way that he's describing this, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And I would say that all um, fits within his character in the yeah. non-likeable. he's not such a bland Egg McMuffin character then, if we're able to find this much depth. Well, Although also, maybe we are so, just so that's really like, okay, overreading. That, that was but... actually the point I was trying to make like way back when, when I totally lost my train of thought because we out here. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's like he is not exactly bland because he's um well okay i definitely think he looks fucking bland i mean like the sorry that was the actual point that was made i totally agree with that what the <laughs> fuck but like 
No, it's it's just that like he's not an archetype in the same way. He's not like an archetypal hero, right? He's not the person you aspire to be. He's the person that some people might end up. And some people mm -hmm. are, mm -hmm. and I know these people and I've seen them. But like a lot of the times these video games, you're playing the person you want to be, but not the person you could ever achieve such a perfect, fantastic, everything well-rounded about you. He's not just a flawed character. He's like kind of a problem, like a dude you don't want to be friends <laughs> yeah. with, you know? And it's like, that actually is reality. Like, I don't want to be friends with a lot of people. It's because they, some of them exhibit some tendencies like this or whatever. And so in that way, he's not the archetype. He's not the hero. He's not the thing yeah. you aspire to be. But I do think he's a person that is realized. He's realistic. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I, I agree. And that is something that Naughty Dog just does so well with all of their characters and that all of their characters I can look at and equivalate them to somebody that I've met in I'm, life. I'm right? going gonna, gonna to wave one flag on that. And that's because Ooh. I was super unimpressed by Abby's dad mm -hmm. um, personally, because first of all, I, I don't know if I said this before. I think the whole zebra scene was super heavy handed. And it's like, you've got <laughs> this dad who's lived through the fucking apocalypse and he's old enough. He experienced mm -hmm. what shit went down after apocalypse day. And it's like, he's happy go lucky. He collects quarters. Of course, I didn't want to kill this 14 year old girl, but I feel like it's my duty. I think they whoopified the fuck out <laughs> yeah. of Abby's dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm sorry. He shows a little bit of like, and this this is actually the scene of the game that pissed me off the most. And it's small, so it's not something I'm going to continue to harp Hell on. Yeah. So Marlene is talking to Abby's dad, and she's making some really good points as to, like, her own moral mm -hmm. dilemma that we kind of get to explore in the last part of uh, Last of Us 1. Sure. And, and she's, she's laying these moral truths on him. It's like, and she has the question. It's like, if this was Abby, would you do it? And mm -hmm. he doesn't answer. You can see he's conflicted. And then, oh, oh, it still makes me mad. Abby comes in here. She is 14 or whatever at the time, probably 15 or 16. She's like, if it was me, I'd want you to do it. I'm like, bitch, you still can't talk for someone else. First okay, of all, but I don't think I'm not trying to talk for someone else. But I do think Ellie huh. said essentially the same thing in the first oh, game. Oh, for sure. For sure. But at, at, at the end of the day, that's not a conversation Ellie was able to have. And to have someone not in the same situation she didn't travel with joel she hasn't had the life experiences as ellie and for her to come in with zero context and to be like hey i want to take and it, first of all i think this is realistic i think absolutely a 15 or 16 year old would say this so yeah. this is not sure, a critique sure. as far as like realism or anything like that of course um but it is just something that really grinds my gears because he's not his response isn't like Okay, yeah. I appreciate that, but you know, this is this is a different situation. He he just is like silent and contemplative. I'm like, that really irritated me because Abby again knows zero about the situation. She doesn't know about Marlene's backstory with Ellie. She doesn't know about the moral difficulty her father is having because she doesn't have kids. Right. And for her to kind right. of walk in here and simplify this moral dilemma and for that not to get addressed in that cutscene was super yeah. frustrating to me. And it, I think it never resolves. It, it's also further emphasized. I think you kind of maybe hinted at this, but you were saying Ellie didn't really get that choice in the sense that 
Ellie was picked up by the fireflies in Salt Lake City unconscious after having almost drowned. And it's surmised that Ellie never truly gained consciousness before she went under to get the procedure done. So in a way, Ellie never actually gave verbal consent. Can we talk about this whole story would be over if they got patient verbal consent. Let's just talk about it. I mean, yeah, look, maybe that's the moral is that consent is important, people. Ask for consent. Yeah, we wouldn't have a part two if they had asked Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I think, yeah, so what you're saying is because Abby doesn't understand the situation which Ellie is quote unquote under the knife for. Like she she doesn't understand that Ellie technically hasn't been given the choice yet mm-hmm. to verbally consent and that she's just coming in here as a 14 year old being like yeah. i'd do it like yeah, I, no f- I found yeah. that incredibly yeah. frustrating right and i my, my part of my theory like my, my couch theory as to why this might have hit that way for you uh outside of the fact that i that makes total sense to me is also this is like the absolute like peak of them trying to figure out how they can go from pure sinister character and mm-hmm. group oh, for sure. yeah. to yeah. like humanized and they do it with like fucking nice light and like butterflies and a fucking zebras. like zebras and bro there's dogs and shit like it's like animals yeah. and what if we just like we're loving of the environment and they do all that stuff in a way that I think you've already called heavy handed which I think is very reasonable but it's yeah. like they smash you with that in hopes to like yeah. just shake you a it's little it's also it's right yeah. at the beginning of this section right so like essentially yeah. like you just got th- you just got to the cutscene where abby has shot jesse and is holding ellie at gunpoint and it's like yeah. <laughs> idyllic ellie um, abby background you're like what yeah like, remember yeah. that giraffe yeah. scene you liked yes how about yes. we have it with zebras i'm like really yes guys see i, I saw am. that scene differently though okay because i thought that the We've been talking about parallel scenes. I think the zebra versus giraffe is a perfect <laughs> perpendicular scene. Mm. In that the giraffe, I, I don't know, I kind of saw that scene being symbolic of the future that lies ahead for Ellie and Joel, whether they realize it or not, right? Like the at, zebra? The, the, the giraffe. The giraffe. The giraffe. Mm-hmm. Like it, it signifies the temporary peace that they'll have later down the road, mm-hmm. I think. Whereas the zebra scene, I it, it it's very violent. It's very heartbreaking. The, the zebra has a stillbirth. It's caught in this barbed wire. And but you see the baby afterwards. There's That's a baby afterwards? Yeah, no, the second time <laughs> around, the baby was actually born. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, so but maybe I, I like what you're most... building here. This, yeah, this, yeah, this no, I agree, I agree. Yeah. and this confinedness yeah. of this creature. Yes, yes. Right, and, and so, yeah, there, there's this violence. It's in this barbed wire. And then you kind of think maybe after they free the horse, there's going to be this tender moment where the horse, the zebra just kind of stays there and they just pet yeah. it and be like, you're safe now. But no. The zebra fucking like it's a fucking zebra takes off. Yeah, wild yeah. animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So I and and so I thought that was very symbolic of the future that is going to be leading for you know Abby and her dad, where it's just a you know it's going to be one of pain, it's going to be one yeah. of suffering, and it's going to be one of just abandonment. Yeah, I like I, I like that idea. I mm-hmm. the dad character. I mean, first of all, yeah. as a scientist, you're not writing down your fucking research. So you're the one person who can save humanity and you leave zero notes behind. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's dead. He could have died of a heart attack the day before. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to be fucked from then on out? There yeah. was a good Where's theory zombies, that just in general. Brandon had. Okay, Brandon, what, say what, this. There was a theory that Brandon had when he, when we were playing 
when after we realized or like we got confirmed that Abby's dad is the keeper of the cure. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, what if Mel was his I was student? about to say that. And yeah. like, she because was Mel the next was hope for humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were just like, what if, mm. like, I, I guess it can kind of be canon that she might be like the next hope for humanity I, and finding okay. a cure, maybe. I don't hate it. They didn't really, like, they they really haven't done much with her death or anything and like Ellie finding like notes of a cure yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we did it sure. again, kids. Sure. No, yeah, but, and again, I do really want to underline some of my frustrations with the scene. They are, they are um, accentuated by the fact I have not played an 18 plus hour game in which I fall in love with Abby and her dad. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. off the bat, yeah. it's like, it's just that disclaimer. It's like, I don't and will never have the connection with Abby and her dad as I do with Joel and Ellie. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I came into the situation unbiased, but her dad bothered the shit out of me and again i think it's partially because he looks like a generic character model out of fucking fifa but it's fine yeah yeah they do look similar don't they yeah Owen, <laughs> and, yeah, Owen and Abby's brought dad it up. Kendall. no it's it's so true though and i feel like we're all gonna have moments with this game that can be um boiled down to what you've just said which is like i didn't have an 18 hour like development in this point here and i think it could have used it because it's a cool concept but like, does it reach the absolute yeah. like full bloom that we're, we're hoping for? And I, yeah. I think it, and, and it may not even be all the same. And in fact, if it's not all the same between all of us, that just leads me to such a fascinating like intellectual exercise of just, and I don't know the answer to this and maybe you guys do or whatever, but like what a fucking clusterfuck the discussion around this game must be because I feel like everyone played <laughs> mm -hmm. a different game in their own mind. Yeah, because even between the four of us, we all had very different reactions to different sections of this game and resonated with different characters and, you know. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much of, like, like for instance, during Abby's section, when jesse when you see jesse die again mm -hmm. or something like that and then there's actually even a flashback we're seeing later a little bit after abby section where it's like the flashback to the kiss right that was so important jesse but, walks but, but you see jesse actually that's what i'm really referring to jesse there because the other jesse he walks through him for one second and gets shot yeah. in the face. Yeah, it's Sorry, this yeah. is the jesse i'm referring to but what i mean is i was like oh that motherfucker i like that guy it's but kind of a similar yeah. feeling is every time you sorry no go ahead it's i mean it's a, sim it's a similar feeling every time you see joel Oh, definitely. In this well, game, in yeah, flashbacks. But... I mean, obviously, it's way more heightened with Joel because every time you see him, Joel, you're like, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they literally give you, like, the fucking golden sunset no matter yeah, what. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, his like, face, just, yeah. he just looks wonderful, and you're like, I he love does. that man. Um, <laughs> no, but for Jesse specifically, like, it's like, oh, I like this guy, but I'll tell you, for the first half of the game, I was like, he's. I. You know, he's cool. Seems mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. But you then also, they like... I stand by my read that this is a horror. They've made this into a horror game now. And so it's a horror movie, which means you play the game who dies first. And so yeah. every time they give a character like a, a meaningful moment with you or like they seem maybe that they're just a little bit dispensable. You're like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I had that moment that with Jesse. I had that moment with the kids where I turned to McQuaid and I'm like, all right, it's one one or two. It's uh, one or both. Yeah. I don't know. I was terrified yeah. the first time I played this through. And I this is something I do have to say about playing it a second time. I really recommend it because you can appreciate these character building scenes more without being like that man. Like every time I mm -hmm. leave the theater, yeah. I'm gonna come back to them massacre type thing. Yeah. Um yeah. and so I'm interested, so we kind of developed this relationship with Jesse through flashbacks. Where am I going with this statement? 
you love Jesse. Mm. I don't love Jesse as much as you. You want to ask me about it, and then I offend you, and then you leave the call. <laughs> what? I no, mean, that's, so that, that's, that's, so that's how all that's yeah. how all, uh, all Twitter debates happen. Yeah, I'm for real though, right? No, <laughs> for feels, fucking real. Feels oh like my some god! Twitter threads I've seen. Oh god, um, it's such I, a trend. I kind of compare like the Ellie squad with the Abby squad as far as like okay, yeah. Dina, Jesse, Tommy versus Owen. Mel. I'm not gonna clump. I'm not gonna clump in Mel because Mel hates the fuck out of Abby. Um, but she's still but kind of like character let's, squad. But I think yeah, yeah, Owen, yeah, Mel, so Manny yeah, is like okay. that's like the yeah. characters that you're sure. getting to know. Oh, oh Abby. and um, that one Alice. 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 Yeah. Oh, and Alice. No, Alice. not the dog. So the lady that you kill in the fucking spores. Oh, Nora. Uh, Nora. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 No, so something I struggle, and it's like, okay, I'm clearly supposed. To, so actually, I'm gonna start with a question. Did anyone end up really liking Manny? I liked Manny, and I. Okay. But I think there are a couple reasons why. Oh, I, I know exactly mm -hmm. why. But go on. Okay, one of the reasons why McCoy knows because I said it when I first met him is that we had just finished playing Mass Effect Three, which has a character in it named James, who is Mass Effect 3's attempt at making a Latino character, oh, and no. it's atrocious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's atrocious. It's, it's bad. really it's bad. bad. <laughs> it's very just like hey, pendejo all the time, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's just yeah. it does not work. Yeah. And so yeah. meeting Manny, I was like. Oh shit! This is a really good version of that, um, but potentially still a version of that. Still a version. I mean, look, there's a lot you can say for Last of Us about diversity that's good, and there's a lot you can say for Last about diversity that's a little bit tokeny. So it's like, and we got one of those, yeah. and we got one yeah. of those, and we make gotta make sure you have one of those. We yeah. don't want to make this so. Yeah, Manny sure. for me was a kind of a balance between like, okay, I get it. They wanted to have a Latino character. They wanted to have this happen, but he's a good version of that, and I you know, found mm -hmm. him, found his dialogue to be pretty good. I thought he was pretty entertaining and I think he was offensive, you know, I, you know. So for mm -hmm. that reason, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fond of Manny. Yeah. It's I didn't know that, think that he had the most depth of character. I mean, he meet his dad and like whatever, but it also okay, didn't yeah. think that he needed to, just like, I don't think Jesse has the most depth of character. Cause again, like those are sort of, you kind of don't need them to, they need them to be likable and be relatable and kind of right. be, be there as good companions and have you get a sense of friendship with them but you don't need to like know their entire backstory because you can only really delve super deeply into so many backstories in this game so and yeah. so i think yeah so that was my read on him i would like look at that character in the lens of the player's openness to their heart their mm -hmm. open heart so their heart closes shut at the beginning of this section and then they meet the dad and Claire's throwing controllers. Like, like that's the level of openness. Get <laughs> shit out of my face. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's the level of openness to your heart. And mm -hmm. Manny's next. And so he mm -hmm. does have development, but you're like learning that he like is a flirt and he likes to like oh, yeah. fuck in He's this fucking random place. And, and it's like, mm -hmm. no, but that's all well and good. Which is, how, I, yeah, but, but, no, I but that's all well and good. Well but done. I'm not ready to open my heart. But also, the moment we met guy. Manny, because so when you go through Abby's section, you meet. I don't. I guess you see Manny first, and I look at McCoy and I go, "Did we kill him yet?" Because I couldn't. <laughs> you can tell, yeah. Because I, I didn't remember his face. And I was like, I don't think yeah. we've killed him yet. But when you meet Mel, you're like, oh, we definitely killed her. So there's this whole other element to Abby's section where you don't trust any. You you just don't think they're going to survive. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That was a long-winded so way of think, answering that. You know, I think the reason I bring this up, because I finished this first playthrough, and I'm like, okay. And clearly I'm having a little bit better time the second time around. But I'm like... Am I a sociopath for not <laughs> connecting to the second side of the story? So I'm literally doing character diagrams. So I'm like, am I 
am I someone who is so blinded by my affection for certain characters that I don't give a shit how good? But so the little chart I've made for Manny and I've made charts for everyone because I was concerned I was a sociopath. Um, and just so like got, any normal person, you yeah, made charts. Just to be, just to be clear, <laughs> the chart making doesn't, it doesn't necessarily help you out. <laughs> Can you tell what kind of personality I am? Um, no, so it's like I made this kind of like positive and negative chart of like everything we know about this character and like, okay, so what's supposed to guide my decision making? So I'm thinking of like the negative factors we know of Manny you play as Ellie so these are the antagonists I'm like so negatives he's just as kind of hell-bent on revenge as Abby is he spits on Joel's dead body yeah, that's not great. M- multiple time throughout this is like deserved it and kind of like you know Mel didn't like the violence because she's not like us kind of implying that he's done worse stuff and so what I struggled with is the positive aspects that were supposed to like mo- like modulate this, what we already know about him, this kind of like brutal, really intense person. And so I'm like, okay, so the positives I have, uh, dot, 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 cares about his dad, question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my God, his dad, that story arc. So (laughs) it was a very, again, but again, like they can't fully dive in everyone's like exactly. I think there's a lot of exactly. kind of implied yeah. things. Yeah. I think you're wondering like where did Manny come from? How did his dad's pretty old? How did him and his dad get here? Sure. But all yeah. of that has to just sort of be implied and there's no answers. And like, yeah, he cares yeah. about his dad and his again, dad's clearly sick and, or you know, something like that. But yeah. and so let's compare yeah, like those unknowns with like the unknowns we we don't know about Dina. And we get a little bit of backstory through a notebook, but we don't have that notebook on Abby's side. So when I say like the emotional things don't hit for me on this, it's because we don't have that emotional filler available. So it's like, okay, I am supposed to feel some sort of affection towards Manny, but he did all this shit, but he likes his dad. And but I also think you're so, kind of comparing the wrong characters. Not to throw a wrench into your. I, that's what I was gonna say because I think that oh, no, Dina, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, Ellie yeah. is. Or sorry. Yeah, I don't want to compare those American characters. It was more of a narrative style. Where I feel like Dina is almost more comparable to someone like Lev. Like, because I, I, because you know, Abby spent a lot more time with Lev. Lev was kind of like more of her main, main buddy. Whereas I think you know, Manny and Jesse are pretty comparable. They're both sort of like lighter characters, um, Mm -hmm. and just there as like really good friends, right? There's no romance there. There's no, there's nothing else. There's no like weird mommy, mommy kid kind of relationship. so I think, yeah, yeah, yeah for no, me, I and I think for me, at least, Manny and Jesse both hit, like, somewhat similarly. Like, okay, these are light characters. They've done some fucked up shit, but they're good friends, and they're kind of funny, and it's like they're, they're along the, for the ride. It's like, it's like friend, good, good friend, or, like, I guess friend who has your back is, like, the pro. It's like, these are mm-hmm. ride-or-die motherfuckers. And, yeah. like, whether or not yeah. you like what they're ride-or-dying for is maybe, like, how it characterizes their whole yeah. being. I feel yeah. like because Jesse is like so much more Paragon light. Well, Jedi. yeah, I you know he's like all those things. He's so much more like <laughs> positive. You know what I mean? Like you can see the blue lightsaber; yeah. it's not red. You know what I mean? Like he, he's yeah. so much more upstanding clear in that way. Cal- but he, yeah, morality. But he's, yeah, exactly. Morality. And they give Manny some questions. I mean, Manny's clearly you know sleeping around, and he's got some ladies, and those are things that maybe aren't people don't necessarily put in the pro column. Um, those ladies might like it. Those ladies might like yeah, it. Yeah. And he had that love note, powerful. you know? Like oh, some... the love note. That's the, that's oh a great mechanic. God. Dude, that oh. was really funny. Oh. And I liked that moment with him where he was like, hey, that's like, pri-, you know, and it, it, it kind of felt like it gave you some insight into that character too where he kind of like talks a big talk and is definitely like he's out and about, but there are still some things he's keeping to himself, like where maybe he's a little, you know. So 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. 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 But 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 I think we can also say like even though you see his dad and even though you mm-hmm. see some of the things that that are supposed to humanize him, especially the point in the story where they are where your heart is closed, but also like just like when Jesse talks about his mom, it just it hits better i feel like yeah enough yeah. for me so i was like uh-uh, he talked about his mom he's dying next okay 100%. okay okay, okay. <laughs> like, outside it. of your experience where you're like making a, a list of like i dies. have my own list which is a tiered list of who i should not be attached to because they're gonna die next it's all of them elena that's how this game works I don't know. be attached to anyone they're coming for you yeah okay. ellie and Abby are on there too i'm ready oh yeah. poor yara yeah poor I yara had a chance yeah. Lost her arm. God. <sighs> we suffered through the Rat King for you, Yara. God damn it. I mean, I the amount of time it took me to get through the Rat King, Yara would have died at compartment <laughs> 45 times over. I took a hell of a long time. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And like I said before, I like I may not be the most... Um, the best caregiver and the, and the kindest consoler but mm-hmm. like when lev was like oh my god it's all my fault i'm like just to clarify you yes you did yeah. like kill everyone <laughs> yeah McCoy, <laughs> just no so mercy know. like look we're cool and apparently you're my dog and so we roll in but i just want you to know yes that wasn't great <laughs> not great buddy yeah and it's just like we can I, come back from this but i'm not gonna lie to you yeah, it's gonna like, be a rough road that's how i feel about every single one of my video game companions i'm like you listen to my orders okay <laughs> you don't run off because if you run off you get into trouble and i'll save you but we're gonna see a cutscene where everyone is emotionally tortured okay i've seen it before <laughs> i am willing to get out in front of this stay behind me I can kill them. You know what I mean? Just like, please. Yeah. Yeah. But fair enough. So, okay, let's take a deep breath for a second and actually wait did we did we finish that for you claire i don't know yeah we went through manny and i don't know if we finished no 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 no. let's not go through my entire psychopath list but it was more of a question of like okay i wanted to know how his character in particular hit with people just so i know it's like it's like a calibration tactic for me to figure out how much of a psychopath you are (laughs) exactly exactly am i a sociopath i was gonna say in a way it was kind of morally confusing for me at -hmm. least with manny because like as soon as manny spit on joel's corpse i was like you're fucking dead yeah yeah exactly oh yeah yeah. and like he he showed up he showed up in the stadium and he's chatting up abby and i'm just like i'm simmering i'm I'm, like (laughs) acting like as abby like all aloof around manny as if i'm just like yeah you don't exist to me and i'm like well no you guys are technically roommates and pals but whatever but uh, like i'm playing abby as if i'm trying to be like antagonistic hey wait here is another factor that i didn't realize but i did not remember that manny was the one who spit on joel's body i didn't recognize him but i think that to me is kind of my core argument as to why like this game and all of its earlier sections in fact this is like why when i we were sitting here trying to figure out how we do this podcast it became so complicated because you can't un remember the context you can't uncontext the context right i mean surely you guys are struggling with that a little right like as we go along this (laughs) it's impossible but that's a great scene where like afterwards and on the second time claire you're like you know every motherfucker in there yeah definitely the second time through i would recognize him but the first time through there were so many people there and i didn't recognize him and i actually thought when we first met him i was like i don't think he was there i don't think we know this person yet yeah which right was not correct oh, yes. but <laughs> yeah and so like yeah i i just felt so antagonistic to him so then during that sniper scene yeah when you were with manny yeah. and manny just gets shot in the face mm-hmm. just suddenly i had that moment where i was like no and then i was like wait no 
Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you turn to his love... fucking dying body and you're like, I would have put one in first it, if the I mean, game I let think me. That they, I know that. So I'm saying I think Abby's section does a good job of making all of that yeah. like pretty weird for you where you're having both mm-hmm. two, like you're sitting there and Tommy is a formidable sniper. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we talk about the parallel between like the sniper section of the first game and mm-hmm. the difference between that and that? So the first one, you're outside of like the radio tower. The guy's super antagonistic. He's taking shots and talking shit tommy is like full focus i'm gonna fuck you up i just i thought that was really cool and i love there's a brief bit of dialogue between abby and manny about wanting to kind of redirect resources towards these trespassers instead of uh the seraphites Mm -hmm. in their island and i just i i really i just i liked that um that tiny piece of of variance between fighting the Seraphites and fighting this really unknown factor in these trespassers. Yeah, who's Tommy. fucking your shit up, yeah. right? He and, took out yeah. Manny's entire yeah. squad. Yeah, the yeah. respect they pay to that and the respect yeah. they pay both in gameplay but also in story. Yeah, because like, in gameplay too, like that's a serious section. Motherfucker fucked me up, dog. And yeah. those shots and, like, hit he, He's hard. able to like, yeah, shoot like those cars so the infected come at you. And like, yeah. these mm-hmm. are tactics that you use as a player as ellie and um i'm thinking specifically about like the left behind dlc and how you can turn the humans and the zombies against each other Mm -hmm. and so seeing that kind of continuity in uh strategy is i I like that it was cool Yeah, yeah definitely and actually speaking of just um just ai in general and how it was improved in this game i do think the scenes where the wlf and the seraphites are fighting Mm -hmm. are pretty impressive from like an ai perspective absolutely like they're just shooting each other and they're doing the same college stuff you guys were talking about and you're right it's fucking they're nailing it but then they're also just you know they're really like rapping on each other and like i'm sitting there like trying to figure out how i can make this fight even all the way so they can kill each other in the end so i'm like trying to pick off one from this side and then like one from the other side then i'm like looking in the battlefield to like see and it was just it was cool. It felt way more scripted than I think it actually was. I think they just pulled yeah. it off in their AI. And mm-hmm. so it. Their AI is yeah. very smart in this game. Mm-hmm. It's, I was impressed. Yeah. 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 But I, and I think another part that's the Tommy scene that I really liked that I enjoyed about this whole section was that how subtle they are with showing you who those like kind of like what's happening that's the same between Ellie and Abby, if that makes sense. Like, because when you first get there, there's a sniper and you're like, oh, there's a sniper. And it kind of started, yeah. it started to click for me of like, oh, Tommy's a sniper and we know he's around here somewhere. Yeah. But like, but, it, and the Tommy but is it the right time? Like, is he here? Were we there? And you're kind of like, you're not sure. And as you go through it and you learn to trespass, you're like, okay, it's probably Tommy. It's like almost definitely Tommy. But then they kind of give you flashes of him where you're yeah. starting to see him and you're like, okay, I think he's wearing jeans. That could be Tommy. And then, you know, the, like the final reveal. And I found that with I all of this. it might have been Jesse for a minute. But Because you, you know Jesse's on his way to there. So you aren't quite. Yeah. Right. So anyways, like, okay. but you're never quite 100%. And like when you see Nora in the hospital, you're like, okay, I feel like I feel like Ellie should be pretty close. Like how close? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I liked all of that. And I just, I think it was more of like the, the, the two sections do work really well together. And I think Abby's section maybe gets a little bit of an extra leg up from you knowing everything because right. it's a fun and interesting and compelling to try and figure it out and be like wait okay we actually like what how is this tommy like what's gonna happen are we gonna see him are we gonna kill you know yeah yeah well, i think and i think like that's what i was trying to say about like the the the, the ordering of it right it could have been yeah. either way like both sections like the second section no matter which one you choose benefits from the context of the first 
yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so in this case, Abby's section benefits from the context. I of want the someone first. to mod this game and put Abby's section first. I feel like it I'm, would be a banger. It'd be crazy. I'm trying to imagine the meltdown yeah. people would have had if your first 10 hours in this game were not as Ellie or yeah. Joel. Yeah. People yeah. Think, but can would you imagine have, the yeah. impact of the yeah. first time that you see oh, Ellie? It's with a gun to her head and you have to try and oh. kill her. Yeah. People would freak and I out. Would not, yeah, that would not have hit well with me. Yeah. <laughs> but it might have because she lives and then you get to see everything that happens But it also before. might have because your heart might not have been so closed for the Abby sections at the beginning. Like maybe it would have been like, oh, this is a little heavy handed, but she seems all right. She's dealing with a tough yeah. life mm -hmm. as opposed yeah. to really knowing what <laughs> yeah, she's then, capable of. I don't know. It would have been interesting. It's interesting yeah, it both be, ways. But yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, listen, we're all just playing like spitball fucking writer. But I just mean, it's just it's just interesting to think about the mechanics of this parallel story. This is something they haven't dealt with before. And, and the results of it, um, both positive and negative, are felt throughout the entire game um, yeah. in a super cool way. Um, so let's take a deep breath and let's imagine now that we're finally on the farm, right? I think we should save that for next week. Why? Because we weren't <laughs> supposed to play it this week and it feels like it belongs with the rest. Well, well let's talk about it. All right. Zoe's overruled. We're going for it. Elena's <laughs> <laughs> well, down to overrule me, but the second there's I two mean, people, like, but. I, I think, well, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll have you guys lead into this because sure. I, I actually find the farm scene to be an interesting discussion. Yes. So and that, Zoe yes. and I went back and forth whether to have you guys play through this section before like as part of this episode. So we went back and okay, forth. Nice. Well then you had then if it doesn't so clearly have to be the rest that I'm down for it. Yeah, and actually it kind of dumps off at a at another clear stopping point too. And mm -hmm. so it it really yeah. fits in there. But I'm just yeah. curious like um without a doubt no matter which section you liked more or less or this that all these discussions we've been having there is no doubt there has been a roller coaster mm -hmm. of your inner being you know into up until mm -hmm, this point mm -hmm. and then they dump you in this like kind of it feels old world it feels like before the zombies and i even was noting like how the fuck are they living out here with just zombies rolling around but okay whatever i think we they're on electric fence but anyways dude is that all it takes okay sorry but okay no 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 not important rat king five rat <laughs> yes yeah. oh, oh no the sheep fuck like i yeah, mean but... you do get the impression with like the patrols out of jackson they do a pretty decent job of clearing out yeah and i think yeah, when tommy totally. shows up it seems like they're not super far from jackson right. although also yeah. tommy's not in a good place so they could be yeah. hours and, we'll, and we'll get to that but what i what i mean though is i just want to ask people without necessarily leading them to a particular feeling i mean not that i would even be capable but just like how does this land to you? Because mm -hmm. to me, it felt like like this game doesn't even have room for this positive emotion anymore. Like there isn't even, how can there be a happy end to this? Like how can everything just go back to like, we did it, we're safe again, all our dreams are, you know, like yeah. it just didn't feel possible. Like what, what do you guys I, think? I think I had a very different perception of this sequence you i think it was a masterful way of showing someone's mental space and kind of this obsession with revenge because you have something that's idyllic you have a kid you have a wife you heard sheep this is something that you talk about with ellie and mm -hmm. dina on day one in seattle of like yeah that doesn't sound that bad and it's like you sing cute songs to your baby and you call him a potato and he's got a little cute stuffed animal and so yeah. you have 
so much of what you were fighting for. So this is, in theory, the pinnacle of what you've been fighting for. You want this peaceful life. You want these relationships. And yet, Ellie is still fucked up. Yeah, She's and- still having mm-hmm. these PTSD flashbacks. She's still... Um, it's like not eating well still kind of worrying about being a danger to herself and her family type thing so i think it goes to show this kind of sickness that revenge is is that you have everything you've ever wanted but you are still not okay yes and i would say to add to that i think that to me is the core rub between dina and ellie is that this to me does not strike me as everything that ellie wanted Ellie wanted Abby dead. Dina Mm -hmm. wanted this. And Ellie wanted it too. But Dina, throughout the entire first section, was very clear to be like, yo, when we're done with this and we can just turn around. Mm -hmm. She wanted this so bad. She she was supporting Ellie because that's the right thing to do in her mind. But this is her dream. And it's not Ellie's. And Ellie can't live with it. Is that? And I think it might be different for Ellie if it would have ended on a different note. How it ends mm-hmm. with Ellie and Abby to this point is Ellie gets the shit kicked out of her. She's completely at Abby's mercy. And Abby is the one who gets to make the decision to walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think to a certain mm-hmm. extent, this giant quest where she 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 did these unspeakable things, she lost Jesse. There's no there there there's not that moment of catharsis of oh I got Abby or it's yeah. or like I was able to make the decision and I could have done something but I walked away. It's like it's this sense of like no she kicked the shit out of me. She had she could have killed Dina and the only reason we're both not dead is because she made that decision. Love obviously influenced that decision, but yeah. Abby had them at her mercy. Yeah, a and so it's time. not yeah, it's not I think that's something that would really sit with someone because it's not your own decision to stop that quest. It was a desperate, life-saving, like, I can only imagine what this trip back to Jackson from Seattle would have been like. It would have been a goddamn mess. What's what's so interesting about the two different instances of her, um, uh, Abby specifically, sparing Ellie, Mm -hmm. is that in this case, it feels like Ellie is also at her wit's end to some degree. And I think whether she likes it and finds it satisfying, she is kind of like, in a weird way, a certain percentage of her is like, this is what I want. Like, let me free. Like, I want to go back and have this nice idyllic life. I'm I'm kind of done with this adventure. And then mm-hmm. she has to grapple with maybe that's not really, yeah, not really there. But mm-hmm. wait, okay. So then, so you were saying, is this sort of the discussion you were wanting to have around this section or... Uh, sort of. I I was feeling a lot of feelings with this farmhouse scene, but I think one of them was, good lord, I hope this is not how this game ends. Yeah, I had a similar reaction. Mm. I I was having a very, I I was kind of balking at this ending. Like, I I was, I Mm. was like, it was kind of like the kind of fake smile, fake cheer of like, yay, everything's good. But I'm just kind of like, but I don't really want, I don't want this to be the end. Like, if this is how they end things, then I'm going to be a little bit 
upset with this. I'm going to um, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Death threat. Here we go. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. Yeah. yeah, people, don't do not do that. Don't send, don't do, don't yeah, send guys, death don't, threats, wow, guys. Wow, huge stances, you guys. No, but it's, just, it's, it's just so crazy that like, that's a stance you can take and people are like, oh whoa, God. can you back away from that edge and just allow yeah. some death threats just so for like, all of us? Like, I think, okay, we won't do it to the actress, but let us have it to the writer. I'm like, how about no death threats to anyone? Dude, that shows you. No, no, listen. You're sitting there and going, well, I've got a list and it's about each character and I have notes about how I like them or don't like them. Am I a psychopath? I can just tell you if you're sitting there drawing a line between like this person is not acceptable for a death threat, but this person is (laughs) like, dude, it's beyond my comprehension, man. You got to walk away, buddy. Turn off the screen. Take a walk. Go into the woods. But Zoe, I had the same reaction with this section where I was like, this is not right. Yeah, and in right. fact, yeah. McCoy at some point was like, I think this is just like a weird fever dream. He's like, this can't be it. Because it's like, it's too idyllic and it's weird and it doesn't feel right. And I kind of agree with McCoy. Like for me too, it didn't feel right for Ellie's character. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sitting there being like, okay, I don't get this for Ellie necessarily. Like I do and I get it. And But, but at the same time, it's like there's like a baby and we're super happy and Ellie's fine and they're on a farm. Her arm's fine. I mean, a lot of things undo themselves. In fact, even when Tommy comes by, I was like, oh, he lived? Question mark? This like, one, I didn't that was know. Yeah. I was like, no, it's for sure a dream because Tommy's here so it can't be right. But there's all that that makes it, and first of all, it's sunset. It's beautiful. It's um, it's yeah. just yeah, idyllic I mean, it's in really, every really, way. really, really pretty and Dude, the heavenly. level designer, listen, the level designer of this game were incredible throughout so far yeah, and i'm sure they, they will off. not stop but this also the subtlety the simplicity like the way they place that tree the way they place that tractor it's mm-hmm. just like oh my god this place yeah. is everything this yeah. is the, yeah. the dream but it right? just it's it not did, enough for ellie yeah and it i didn't think that's feel just right. so i think it's so well that like so i'm someone who's like super invested in ellie having a happy ending and even for me with this idea yeah. like ending i'm like holy shit this i want this to be the ending but it doesn't feel right like yeah so you you haven't had a payoff with joel it's like like god the last conversation yeah. ellie had with joel mm-hmm. was she was pissed and she was angry and like yep. and you're just like god this certainly can't be it and you're still upset because you've i i think it was so well done that so you can have so many perfect things perfect location perfect relationship yep. Yep. and it just feels wrong yes yeah. oh i think that's so well done 100 percent. I, th- I feel like i feel like you exactly encapsulated how i felt about this where it's like this is kind of something that perhaps the american dream but perhaps the world i mean i don't i you know listen i have no idea about other cultures i shouldn't even try at least the american dream <laughs> has mm-hmm. this idea of like if you accumulate x number of things and it doesn't just have to be material things it's also the relationship mm-hmm. it's but it is also the house it is also potentially the farm in this case they went a little bit like country with it but like ended that i think that fits the setting but like it's it's if you get these things you will be happy and i found it in my own self playing the game and in a similar parallel to ellie right of just being like I'm in the paradise, but I'm not happy. This isn't my paradise. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a paradise. It might even be Dina's paradise, but it's not my paradise. And that just and, gives and you such an unsettling feeling. Right. It's unsettling. And I think it's just also perfectly encapsulated with Tommy yeah. mm-hmm. showing yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I think Tommy and, and um, 
Ellie are good parallel characters in this moment of yeah. like Tommy's shit is clearly falling apart. He's not yeah. doing good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like yeah, he he separates from his wife and his his wife was his one tether from going out and doing crazy shit. Like, yeah. You could tell. Yeah. And so now that he's untethered himself from that, he's just like but he can't physically go. do it. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's yeah. been fucked up. It looks like he's missing an eye. His mm-hmm. legs fucked up from getting shot there too. It's like so he is still he has the untethered but he is not physically able to do that. And I think just yeah. the way he makes that emotional appeal. And so Ellie yeah. isn't like, yeah, let's fucking do it out of the gate. But he just plants that seed of doubt. Yeah. And I love the scene after like Dina follows Tommy's out and be like, what the fuck yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. She's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? I will say, yeah. I I have a little bit of a hard time with the way Dina and Ellie's relationship is written in terms of like believability. Anyways, that's not what they're here. That moment to me, I was like, that's 100% real. Like that, yeah. I could totally, 100%, I bought that of like, your wife storming out after that person being like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Well, like, you can see how much she's built, right? Like mm-hmm. whether or not you think it might be the right structure for Ellie, like I have my doubts personally, but it's she's, they've, they took it both, have built something really truly special and they're living their like, you know, like well-off human fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden a motherfucker comes in here and yeah. like shakes that. And you can just see her being like, do you have any idea what the fuck you are doing? Yeah. Like yeah. I have a kid, fuck? like we have a child, like what are you doing? And I think too, like it's pretty clear to the player that from the moment Tommy comes and says something, you're like, well, we're going to go do that. Dude, honestly, I had thoughts in yeah. my head that actually maybe Ellie says no. And then the ends of the, the end of this game, which I guess in the, you know, listen, I, I'm not going from an hour count. I'm going from my, this is a way they could end this. It would be yeah, wild. Oh, holy sure. shit. Is like. Yeah. Maybe the last section is Tommy just like not. Oh God! What if no, he but just literally, like, like limping. He went out and died. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Limping to his end, trying to just put up. this. That would have been trying. brutal. Because okay, oh. so there is a um, hmm, spoilers for Red Dead Redemption One, I guess. Red Dead, is that a problem for anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a okay. pretty old game. I think it's you're a pretty okay. old game, and there's like story, yes, but like. Okay, anyways, the point is at the very, very end, there is a beautiful scene that I think the rest of the game is, like, good from a story perspective. Keep in mind, this is one, not two. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's good from a story perspective. But, like, at the very end, there is a truly beautiful scene where you open these barn doors and you see, like, ten guys all just aiming at you. And there's just nothing you can do. They just oh, gun you Oh, it's fucking Sunday. It's um Sundance and the whatever. What's that movie called? Butch Cassidy? Yeah, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's that same ending. So video games really land for me because I have no cultural understanding outside of that. Okay. We need to watch. Like, we need to watch that movie. It's such a good movie. And it ends in the same way where it's these two yeah. guys and they open the barn doors and it's like, well, here we yeah. go. And and I think it's such a beautiful way to like just end that character who could just could not stop going forward and just eventually met their end and then mm-hmm. by the way the sort of epilogue to that game is you play um actually as his son and you get revenge on one of the guys who did it and then it's like it's one of those continues sorts of things that i think is is definitely perhaps more fleshed out in this game um but you know is is mentioned but it's like I could see that for Tommy, man, especially when he comes into this house, the yeah. way that he is just like, he has nothing left, dude. It's yeah. just this. Yeah. And like, I could see him literally just, 
I mean, can you imagine like the the previous fight between? Let's say he makes it to Abby. Maybe he doesn't. But let's say he, for this case, he makes it to Abby. The parallel scene between the sniper, where he was such a formidable opponent, and, and this hand to hand combat, man, he's not gonna last. No, no, no. But not just hand to hand combat, but hand to hand combat after this damage yeah. to his body. I mean, yeah. that's is, what I mean. Like it would be a bloodbath. But that. To me, what is one possible way that they could just destroy your life by ending this game? And oh. it's just, oh. Ooh, that would be fucked up. But do yeah. it. Because you can see the 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 revenge transfer through these different humans. Say, now and- that you've said this, okay, Claire and Zoe, you might have to like mute your mic. Don't, like, no reactions here. What are the chances that you think we find Tommy's fucking dead body on the road as we're on our way down? It's possible. No, it's possible, for real. And, like, it's one of those things where you see revenge trans... Nice job, you guys, with the silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) Um, But, like, you see the revenge transfer back and forth and and just this demonic force that owns only destruction transfers between these different characters and back and forth and seems to be stamped out and then is rekindled again. And it felt in this scene... Like, Tommy still had it. He was the only one mm-hmm. left. And you yeah. were like, fuck, dude. But then you know Ellie's got it. And I think you do kind of see that break then between Ellie and Dina. Where, like, it's clear that Oof, this fantasy a, world is yeah. not what Ellie... She can't do it. Like, she cannot live in this fantasy world that, that Dina has built for them. Because I think, too, like, in part, like, Ellie's clearly really struggled. And is, like, dealing with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure... And Dina kind of says it. She's like, yo, like, I deal with this because I... Because for you and for this baby, like we have done this yeah but so, clearly she doesn't deal with what ellie does and i mean that and just like you know she doesn't even have the same she never even had the same objective i mean it never even sat in her heart in the same way um so yeah, like she's finally out of this whole i mean it's 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 dude it's what tommy you know it's like tommy's girlfriend uh, wife or whatever who's like don't you fucking go out there you a lunatic like it's all that it's like i'm here mm-hmm. in the safety what's the fuck is wrong with you mm-hmm. But what's wrong with you is yeah. your character, I'm afraid, and it's 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 intertwined. Yeah. Um, oh man. Any other wrapping thoughts about this scene? This is a powerful. Ooh, it's a hell of a scene. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. How about the just like like the way that it kind of switches to the terror aspect, almost like the nightmare. Like it just comes out. Like how do you feel about? How do you guys like? What do you guys think about that oh. presentation? It was a excellent depiction i i think it's it's an it's an awesome interpretation of what ptsd is and it's something that i don't feel a lot of video games try to touch at a lot um i just thought it was so cool like you know you're you're herding the sheep in the one sheep like little lamb like knocks over a bucket and then you just see yeah. Joel's yeah. bloody head it's an and, and even as the player flash. yeah right at, even as a player you just kind of sit back and you're like uh mm. what and you start watching Ellie have this panic attack yeah. yeah um and then you know Dina consequently you know coming in like helping her down helping her with her breathing exercises you can clearly see that they've gone through this before yeah. and I, yeah. I just thought that was so powerful and and you know, we, we've talked about how this game grapples with, you know, the consequences of fighting and war and revenge. And, yeah. you know, there are a lot of revenge plots in games that don't really quite touch on the mental mm-hmm. health aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I just thought yeah. they I, th- I thought they did a great job just to show that nightmare of how everything can be idyllic 
And then just something as simple as a bucket turning over can turn it all to hell Yeah. in a blink of an eye. And there's like an added element too of like, and maybe we'll get there, who knows. But every other game seems to have this idea, and I don't know if it's true or not, I'm not a psychologist, um, but also like, do they even really know? Like this is something so deep in humanity that I don't know if we know, but the point is like, all these other stories have big revenge story, you killed the person, got revenge, you are in ecstasy, roll credits. Your life is no, fantastic. Oh, like, you're good now. But this is Things a case where you didn't even get the revenge in the way you wanted. Mm-hmm. And so whether or not it's true that if you even get the revenge, you get free from the torment. In this case, it's clear that you didn't even get the release yeah. that you were yeah. looking for. Whether mm-hmm. or not it saves you or not is the second well and i feel like from abby's story we kind of get a hint that like it doesn't really matter if you get the revenge like yeah it's still pretty you're you're not saved it's not gonna fix what's wrong with you and it's you know yeah yeah that's my sense of where to go but i i can't i could not see an ending to this where like we play for a little bit longer ellie rolls up to abby caps her it's over roll credits everybody's happy like she rides back to dina and is like i'm back baby i'm gonna raise the kid with you and it's like everything's fine like i just Lev, right. we found your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i just i mean not only because last of us is last of us one and two are both just brutal games sure. i just don't see that happening in this universe but also like i don't see it happening in like a terms of like a realism yeah you know if this if this like nice farmhouse felt wrong to all of us i feel like that ending would feel equally if not worse i'm still yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i'm not saying this is like fact or anything because it's absolutely just uh, but i'm at least currently in my experience right now i'm still willing to entertain the idea that she dies on the floor after abby beat her up i'm still willing to entertain that this is i a think death mutual fantasy. destruction could totally happen no but just the fact oh that, you're like, saying like she died in the theater yes i'm still willing oh, to entertain like, that no i'm not saying that that like is dream? my like biggest no. hunch no no but the point no, is this i'm is, sorry a... if last of us okay. two after all of this pulls the quote i it's all a dream no no no, 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 no it's not all the dream. i refuse it's not all a dream. i re- cannot no, 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 go on no, no no it's not all a dream <laughs> it would just simply be contextualizing this scene which is very idyllic um and then becomes nightmarish as um essentially and by the way also flashes back through parts of your life like this could be a way that they artistically try to articulate what happens when you die like i'm just willing to still entertain that concept we will see as it goes um but i do think it fits within that at least so far because it's just so surreal and Mm -hmm. it does flash back through your life and it flashbacks forward towards that or towards that ideal life that you were working for but maybe you never got there so Can, can we talk about how tommy knew exactly what buttons to press to make that happen and i don't know i think about it from tommy's point of view he comes back fucked up he hasn't gotten revenge for his brother his marriage then falls apart Mm -hmm. and it's just like you you see where his anger comes from of like this person who meant so much to joel who kind of faded away from like who like kind of forcefully separated herself from from Joel towards the end suddenly decides that it's not worth her time. Like I can yeah. see yeah. where his anger comes from. And again, we've, we've touched on this multiple, multiple points throughout this podcast. It's just Naughty Dog just knows its story so well that it knows exactly what emotional beats to hit, regardless on who the character is. Right. And if you think of Tommy too, I think it like, again, this is a way that it like references back and continues to build this story. But do you remember when Ellie's like, dude, like we should ride or die. They killed Joel. And he's like, I got my hands are tied or whatever else. Mm -hmm. He's like, trust me, I'm with you. And you're like, are you? And it's like, he is. And he really is here. He comes into this like, wow, you really were 
Like, you really want to go out there and do this for real. I also think it makes total sense to me that um, Tommy knows what buttons to push for Ellie because I think essentially they are the same right now. Like, they're going through the same thing. Hmm. Like, it makes sense that Tommy can walk in and be like, I got you. Because you and I right now, like, we're in the same place. We're just, we look different. We're living different lives. But, like, we both have the same, like, they failed. Like, they went out there and they failed, both of them, at what they wanted to do and at avenging Joel and, you know. Yeah, and yeah. they always and in a way like Tommy. Tommy kind of echoes the player right, where he doesn't say it verbatim, but he's basically like, "This isn't you." Yeah. Like, yeah, who who is this person sitting in front of me? I don't know who this person is. I'm talking to anymore. And even then, as the player, you're also kind of like, "I kind of feel similarly, kind of." Yeah. But I also yeah. want you to be happy. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Like, like whether whether you totally yes, yes. shipped Dina and Ellie, or you were like totally like, whatever, whichever way. I think everyone was kind of like, I don't know about this though. Yeah. Like I was for you guys being together and be like, this is weird though. It's like one of those things where you mm-hmm. want them to be happy, but like it's not happy for yeah. whether you like it or not, and so you're like, well, fuck. But yeah. Oh man. Like, oh this this whole I don't know. I don't know. It's good. I don't know. I like it. It is. I'm excited to play the end of the game because, too, in some ways, like, they've, they've done, like, they've wrapped up the first part. Like, they've done the part where, like, Joel gets killed and then you play and then Ellie's almost dead and then they did the Abby story. And so now it's kind of just, like, completely uncharted territory they're shoving you into and they have to try and wrap this up. And I think the one thing I did, I said to McCoy when we, um, had just played through this part where it becomes clear it flashes forward maybe like a year maybe really more than a year in time again because Dina's not just pregnant anymore she has a baby the baby's like you know somewhat an older infant um not really old anyways it's been a little while Mm -hmm. um and it's like clear they're gonna try and finish this I was like damn they just like keep like they they just keep trying to bite off more yeah yeah um so this is all totally uncharted territory now where they got to try and weave these stories together again and like deal with this and work it out and make it a compelling ending. And, and I'm yeah, curious so to see how they try and do that. What do you think about this? I was thinking about this now, you know, approximately we split this game up into thirds. I mean, who knows mm-hmm. really? Like, right? But like, I am willing to believe that there are more combat sections and there maybe are more mm-hmm. set pieces. Mm-hmm. But from a story perspective and from a pacing perspective, I do sit here and think... I could be okay with the rest of this game with zero combat and just just tying this up from a story perspective. Just I think roll could the really cut scenes. Dude, yeah. do those slow horseback fucking scenes yeah. where, you know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. could all really, because I feel like it's the same way I feel about the looting. I like the combat and I like the looting, but at the end of the day, I come here for the resolution. <laughs> you know? That's, yeah, I think I did something similar last time. It's like, I like the combat, I like all that stuff, but it's the quiet moments. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I keep coming back for in the first Last of Us. And it's the thing that, that's the things that resonate with me the most about the second part so far is the small, tiny quiet moments the cutscenes, of course because they're so well done but even just when you're exploring and you're having these yeah. conversations yeah mm-hmm. no 100 percent. and like dude you know like so we saw like the first line before we saved and it was like you know it was um abby saying like no we traded this pistol and it's gonna be worth it because it was a lead and you're like you're starting another adventure it would seem at least for a second and as the player 
I'm like, I'm looking at down the barrel of what might be a, a drug deal that goes wrong that ends up in a firefight and we're assassinating people. You know, you're just thinking, you're thinking this could all happen in front of me. And I'm personally, I'm exhausted. You think it's a drug yeah. deal gone wrong? No, I don't mean it's a drug deal, but it's, okay, it's, cool, it's, it's like, changing bro, we gotta the talk gun about for your, information. Your I'm just saying like she's dealing with thugs. <laughs> Yeah, she got into yeah. drugs. <laughs> no, but like that's the end of Abby's story. No, 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 but what I'm just saying is that um, as the player, I'm emotionally and physically exhausted, and I'm yeah. looking for a resolution. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to then launch another adventure and whether whatever. But I'm just saying, like, this is an opportunity to re uh, show the the cutscene reel and 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 let me just be peaceful. Let me let me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I I it's like just. Like to this point, just like the emotional impact this game has had on me is just like, holy shit. It's like, I'm enjoying the game, but I'm so devastated at yeah. the same time, yeah. Yeah. which is, I yeah. think, why we get some of these reviews that are just like, I loved it, but oh God, type things. It's just because yeah. like, it is, they, they push that level of emotion on you that at least I'm not used to dealing with in video games. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, and that's like down to the to the conversation brought previously of like what is enjoyment in this context? Because clearly, like it's not traditional enjoyment. Let's put it that way. It might be yeah. satisfaction. I feel it like might we be... should come back to that after we finish the game and just be like, did we? No, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about it. But I'm just saying like we should we should remember that question and be like, and next week address it for yeah. ourselves. Of like, did we actually enjoy playing this game? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and what does that mean to you individually? And, and how much do you... But okay, we'll get there. But, you know, <laughs> I think also um, uh, talking about something that Zoe mentioned about like how like she kind of wants this more resolution. She kind of wants to push Ellie out there. But I feel like at least to me, I feel similar. But the reason why there's a hesitation to the kinda is because I think they've really done a good job of underscoring the true danger of what it means to go out there. Every motherfucker yeah. dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they get shit fucked up. And and, and Tommy's fucking fucked up. And yeah, like Ellie's Claire fucked said, up. Everyone's and plot armor is pretty thin yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, people get caught in the crossfire. So yes. it's like, you know, yes. by going out there and hunting Abby down, Lev's gonna probably be there, maybe? Question mark? Exactly. Like, what happened with that? Yep. Like... <laughs> And so, is there going to be, is, is Abby going to be running an orphanage? <laughs> and that's the final scene. Oh my God. Okay, They're like, we did child killing for the first time Mother in video games. Abigail. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. It's like an Anakin scene from the, anyways. But yeah, like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But like, no, but like totally. But like, that's where I'm sitting here. And like, even I, even though I know that this is not a resolution that Ellie can live with, even I am like, can we not let it be done? You're not dead yeah. yet yeah. and neither is she and that's okay and you don't know this but she was somewhat redeemed a little bit in the last 10 hours so <laughs> like let's just chill like we have it yeah. it's over let it be done yeah. that feels like the only answer but can it be we'll find yeah. out. hard same hard same on that one mm. yeah mm. but all right well i think that is a good way to end it though mm -hmm. agreed hard Oh, hard same. My heart is tired. <laughs> For real. For real. And man, have we got a lot of podcasts out of this. I mean, there's so yeah, much yeah. And, and so many feelings. And and dude, if you actually looked beat by beat, I swear we've missed three fourths of the game. 100%. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Because there's just Yeah, so I'm much. sure like this whole last episode is going to be like an so two episodes ago, we talked about this. I did want to add this one part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
We can all come in with our character lists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Claire, you should make a tier list, like ranked. (laughs) We should make ranked tier lists. Zoe, could you send that out for everybody? Include Last of Us 1 characters. That's where it gets really crazy. Ranked tier list. I almost demand that. Oof. Well, you better write it up. Do we want this look into my internal psyche? Yes. Dude, what if your list is just like, eh, killable, killable? (laughs) It's just like the whole... Henry and Sam, nah. Yes. Oh, yeah. to the podcast. Oh, you know, I didn't do it to Last of Us too, but you guys pushed it too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just it's just by Ellie and Joel. It's just like would kill anyone for them, and then above and next to everyone else, it's like would kill for Ellie and Joel. Yeah, <laughs> a little harder on Joel can do no wrong. Perfect yeah. baby boy. No. <laughs> yes, perfect God. playthrough. Okay, thank you, everyone. Yeah. This oh. is a reminder to anyone listening to this podcast, don't send people death threats. Yeah, guys, yeah. get it yeah. together. Yeah. What a therapy. Yeah. <laughs> therapy. That should be the ending of the podcast. Be like Ellie. Have a journal. Write down your feelings that way. I, I, want a button. I want a button on the soundboard that just says, go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is, that could yeah. be fitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, All right. we did it. Thank you, everyone. All right, perfect. Yep, thanks. Yay. And we'll see you next week when we finish this off and give our final thoughts. All righty. Yep, yep. Oh, exhale. <sighs> Big exhale. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs>